Video Game Pult. Episode everybody, I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dark Karakito. No Kaz? No Kaz. Kaz is very sick right now. Weak sauce? Uh, not so much weak sauce, she's actually wide awake and very bored the last time I saw her, but uh, <laughs> she is coughing up a lung right now. Wait, hold on a second. She can't speak? Uh, she can speak a little bit, but then she starts coughing. Are you, so you're saying speaking is an important factor when doing a podcast? So I've been told. Rumor has it. Rumor I don't quite it, know right. if it's true, but... We're going to have to do some research on this subject. Mm. So how are you doing? Pretty good. Besides the fact that it's way too hot in this room. Oh, it is over 90 today. It is, what, 92 or 3 or something like that? Uh, last I heard it was 89 feels like 99. I was like, let me bring up my phone. That was earlier in the day, though. It might have cooled off a little bit. And, uh, nope. 89. Still 89. 89. Still 89. All right. <laughs> Transition way too hot because not only is it 89, but it's also really sticky as well. Really humid. So yeah, we're definitely in summertime, uh, which I know I I always like having Kaz on the podcast, but the one good thing about having her not on the show is that we don't have to wear headphones during it. I know, that is the one good thing, especially and, on a day like today. And a t- day like today, that's where it's like, ooh, okay, you know what? I didn't even realize it until you said it about, <laughs> what, 20 minutes ago? And I was yeah. like, that's right. Okay, that's Headphones a good... get very sticky very yeah. fast. <laughs> you know, as it stands, we're going to have to fight the chairs we're sitting on to not be stuck to. Mm. But, yeah. How you doing? I'm doing all right, actually. Uh, not a lot going on in the last two weeks, as you'll find out when we get to the news. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty dry. It is definitely the summer drought. It is definitely for sure. Uh, I don't know if there's much else, really. I don't really think I have anything for side notes itself. I don't believe I do either, actually. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there probably is. Probably. You know, but uh, I don't know what it is, other than the fact that I have this Saturday off. Yes, you do. I bet you're happy about that. Oh, yeah. Always happy about that. (laughs) Uh, And then because of that, I'll have another two full days to play the game that we are playing right now. And yes, matter of fact, shocking awe, I am playing a game right now. I know. So am I. And we have thoughts about that, which we will get to. Uh, I think it'll be a very interesting first look. Because there, there is some good and there is some bad. Mm. We'll and get there, though. We'll get there. And we'll get there real quick because uh, between uh, then now and then is going to be news and the forum. And uh, there's not a lot of either. Nope. Should we head there? We should probably head there. All righty, then. Time now for some flash news. 
Yes. As always, if you wish to stop and talk about something, you know, just, you know, let me know. Well, do. All right, then. Persona 5 has a release date for the UK, uh, same as everyone else, February 14th, 2017. Yep. So Kaz will probably be Kaz very was happy. very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. In uh, this, uh, now in our, uh, daily, you know, uh, weekly update segment on uh, Pokemon Go related news. <laughs> the next four game four tabs are going to be Pokemon Go all related. So, uh, in a bizarre thing, Niantic disabled the Pokemon Go tr- tracking feature and also then shut down the third party tracking sites that uh, accompanied the game. Yeah, this was basically a nuclear explosion that happened on Twitter. I think not this past Monday, but the Monday before. It was like Sunday almost, into Monday. It's like ten days old, I think. Ten, yeah. nine, nine, ten days old. I think it was like that. Sunday into Monday. All of a sudden, this like nuclear explosion happened, where all of a sudden the uh, I don't know if it was like the creator of there's some Go some CEO, some, CEO at some higher I think up it, in if Niantic. I remember correctly, it was the vice president or something like that. At something Niantic. along those lines. Some higher up in Niantic, you know, decided to go on Twitter and have a rant about uh, how oh tracking sites are basically hacking and you're cheating the game and that's what we that's not what we designed it to be like. You know, yada yada. Wanna, wanna. There wouldn't be a need for third party tracking sites if your actual app worked. I know, and that was the <laughs> argument everyone came back at him with, and he was. You know, pretty much the uh, move of the day was, okay, if you like that, we'll take down all your tracking sites and disable the tracking feature in the game itself. So you have to actually go out and try to find stuff blindly. Yeah, and that you know, went Like over... he clearly intended it to be exactly that. And it was just like, no, dude. And that, as you can imagine, went over swimmingly on oh, the internet. Oh, it was a shitstorm to be seen. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Uh, they've since now... Tried to desperately patch their branding back together. After I think there was a lot of like a huge re- move for people deleting their app on oh their phone God, and, they, and reviews so and one star reviews. And Within all this. a day of this happening, the uh, star rating on the app store for this uh, from Pokemon Go went down from like five to like point one or something, and it was like, <laughs> oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was. The uh, fallout legit. was real. <laughs> legit. And uh, so yeah, that was the thing. Uh, they've since tried to patch their messaging up and help with that but uh you know really dudes yeah the fallout was real me and kaz were uh you know watching it unfold as it was unfolding so yeah i they have something there that they can make a lot of money like i think some third-party firm is estimating that pokemon go has already made 200 million something like that something like that and it's like you should Really, like, don't you think you'd want to put the customers first and try to, like, message be like, hey, we understand there's a lot wrong with it. We're trying to fix it. You would think, but no, but it's like, Please yeah, Please stay uh, with our app and spend more money. I know, right? And it was just... Just saying. Yep, but instead it was like, nope, we're going to disable all tracking systems, period, and, you know, make you do it the way that we want you to do it, even though it's not fun it, and it, won't it work. Was, it was a temper tantrum, is what it, it was. was. A t- it was absolutely a temper tantrum. And it's like, this is coming from an adult, or a so-called adult. It was like, oh, all these third-party tracking sites are hacking, and, you know, if you use them, then you're a cheater. You should be banned from the game. And it was just like, please shut up. (laughs) You don't understand Pokemon fans. They will retaliate. Yeah. So that was a thing that So, yeah, that that was a thing. Interesting, nonetheless. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I think moving on now, uh, oh, po- the Pokemon Go makers, which are Niantic, are now facing a class action, lo- class action lawsuit. Yes, uh, I heard about this briefly. 
from uh, a lot of people that own private land and other secure facilities and what have you because Pokemon are showing up on their site and people are trying to trespass yeah, onto yeah. their land. Again, brilliant move. I, don't you think they would have thought of that ahead of time? Evidently not. Like, really? <laughs> but that's the thing. Uh, moving on. it. Uh, okay, so as of right now, the, the tracking system, they're starting to bring it back up a little bit here and there. But, you know, this is after their response of, okay, we'll fix it, you know, after, the, you know, the reviews started dropping and yeah. all this nine yards. So they're trying to bring it back in, but I don't know. It, it just seems like a... They're trying to duct tape it at this point in time. Exactly. That's about it. I don't know, honestly, though, because I, I don't play the game. Neither do I. I don't even own a phone, so. <laughs> I own a phone, and I don't have the time, even if I wanted to. Uh, moving on, the uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has uh, asked Niantic to help ban- bar sex offenders from playing Pokemon Go. Interesting. Isn't it part of the... Uh, your terms of release as a sex offender, you're told that you're not supposed to be X distance from, like, schools and what have you, right? Yeah, yeah. So shouldn't that apply anyways? It should, but, you know, you got to get that uh, Eevee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not just that. It's just well, the way I look at it is, it's of course, it's New York trying to legislate morality and, and, and behavior. Yeah. You know, when it should be obvious already. I mean, obviously, you don't want sex offenders near children, but... Really? You got to, you know, ha- ask the developers to help ban those people? How would they know? I know, right? Should it be Niantic's responsibility to, you know, dictate the laws and things in New York? Eh, I, like, I think it's a bit outside of Niantic's jurisdiction to be able to do something like that. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, but uh, I don't know. I we'll either. see what happens. <laughs> what what Zaldera said in the chat. <laughs> Uh, so true. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Probably. All right. Okay. The, the, sitting now from where we are right now, this is really funny. Uh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, ten days before launch, someone paid twelve hundred fifty dollars to get an early copy of No Man's Sky. I read about this. Apparently, a copy showed up on eBay somehow, and then this one bought it. Yep. And uh, good for him. Good for him. He obviously has more money than good sense. Mm-hmm. I only wish I had that problem. I know, right? That'd be a nice problem to have. Uh, moving on, also No Man's Sky. Uh, okay, this is actually a very critical uh, bit. That probably should get into the news before we start talking about our experiences with No Man's Sky later yeah, in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a game-breaking bug that actually strands players uh, without the ability to... Uh, Warp jump. Warp jump, you know, to progress any further. And uh, it's actually not the fault of the game itself, but the pre-order bonus if you pre-ordered it at GameStop like we did. Uh, Something that we didn't even realize until I read this, uh, and fortunately we haven't been a victim of it yet. Something that we're going to have to keep close eyes on. Yeah, yeah. But the the base ship you get without pre-ordering the game uh, has nothing. It, It is limited slots. It has limited... Everything, as soon as you get off the planet, you then have to find the recipe to make a hyperdrive. The funny story is is that the pre-order bonus gives you an upgraded blaster and an upgraded ship. The upgraded ship already has a hyperdrive with one warp charge already on it. Meaning that players that don't even realize it can jump out of the planet and immediately warp drive to the next place without learning how to craft the warp drive. Yeah. 
So if you have the the that ship and you haven't learned how to create a warp drive, which if you have the pre-order ship, then you don't have the you know recipe to craft a warp drive. When you buy a new ship, most specifically, when you buy a new ship, you need to pay very close attention that it also has a warp drive. Because if it doesn't, then you're stuck. Yep. And that is very critical. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. I don't think there's much else that can be said about that. Also, real quick, I like that Fanto. That was really funny. More money than sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yep. Alrighty. Oh, some uh, some Overwatch players are uh, not happy about the fact that they've been banned. Yep. And, and why have they been banned? They, well, they're trying to make a good case as to, you know, they're, they're trying to defend themselves, saying that all they were using was trigger bots. <laughs> yeah. That's all? I mean, what's the big deal? I know. It seems them. harsh for that, for just I know, just that. right, just for, you know, just cheating. For cheating. <laughs> Bizarre. I can't really explain it myself. Mm. Um, maybe we should just start sending angry letters at Blizzard, trying to, you know, <laughs> figure out what, where their brain is at with this one. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Outlast 2 has been delayed to early 2017. Uh, developers have promised to make it the scariest game you've ever played. I'm looking forward to this one. I did like Looks Outlast. Interesting. Just proving that cornfields are creepy. Cornfields are very creepy. Mm. Uh, moving on. The uh, okay, Nint- okay. So there's more rumors and more um, evidence is leading towards the uh, NX being the handheld thing with the detachable controllers and the base unit and what have you. Right. I'm still holding out judgment on it. The only question I have is what kind of third-party support it will ultimately get. Uh, however, the very next news tab is Bethesda is already, uh, Pete Hines is already in an interview, said that they're absolutely looking into making NX games. Oh, good. That's good. They're looking into yeah. making NX games. <laughs> it doesn't say that he's, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be making NX. No, he didn't say that. He said they're looking into. Well, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, it, the, the, the NX, whatever it is, will will sink or swim based solely on the fact of third-party support. Yep. And the Wii U is per- perfect example of that. <laughs> if, absolutely. Yeah, the Wii U absolutely, you know, was is a good console, but it just had a weird gimmick to it that people didn't want to buy into. People don't want to buy into gimmicks. They just want a normal console. And I can only hope, for Nintendo's sake, that uh, it's not gimmicky, which the more I hear about it, the more these rumors keep persisting. Hope I don't know if it's, you know, again, the fan fiction that people are creating for themselves as Nintendo remains silent on the subject. Yeah, that's definitely not helping matters. Definitely not. Well, we will see. I'm just hoping that uh, it's, it is awesome because it's healthier for the industry. But only time will tell. Yep. And in the meantime, we will be moving on. The white... Two terabyte Xbox One S has nearly sold out, and Microsoft is not producing anymore. Really? Bizarre. I'm not really sure how they never said that the two terabyte model was limited, limited edition. edition. Yeah, I don't recall them ever saying that. No word as to how many units were actually produced, other than that they state that they're not manufacturing more, and the the two terabyte is nearly sold out. The next S to come out is going to be. Uh, the two terabyte models. There's a special edition gears bundle thing that comes out in the middle of September. That's a two terabyte, and then the terabyte and 500 gigs are coming out later this month, maybe two weeks from now, I think, something like that. Something like that, yeah. 
but they're not manufacturing any more of the two terabit ones, which is just like, that's really bizarre to me. Yeah, that is very strange. But they've sold out, so they're obviously they're selling well, but they're not going to make, I don't know, it's weird. It is very weird. It wouldn't surprise me if they fire up the manufacturing of that again in like a month or so. just Probably, of, yeah. Or, you know, who knows when for demand for it is high enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh We'll see what happens. It's a weird situation. And that is the Flash News, and now we are moving on to the two normal tabs of news. <laughs> yes, there's only two tabs of news, and both of them are fairly quick, too. But uh, in a v- story that was broke by... Uh, oh, we didn't even mention that, but uh, Patrick Klepek has uh, left Kotaku, and he's gone to Vice Gaming. Yeah, yes. Uh, under uh, Austin Walker, which is pretty cool. And they that broke cool. the story. Like Patrick Klepek and Austin Walker have been on top of the PlayStation 4 Neo, like breaking the news on it on Kotaku... You know, so they've been the first to break these stories, and they again broke the story that, and Sony has since confirmed that there is a PlayStation event for the Neo or PS4K, whatever you want to call it, uh, in September. Specifically, right. it's going to be September seventh. It is going to be in. Uh, it's going to be at the PlayStation Theater in New York at 3 p.m. Eastern, September seventh. That's September seventh is a Wednesday. I looked it up before the show. All right. Interesting. We'll finally get to see what that is. Yeah, that is interesting. Word has it that dev kits will not be going out uh, before the event. So, again, I don't know if this is still coming out with the in conjunction with the launch of the PlayStation VR like it was originally promised a couple months back that people, for some reason, totally forgot about. <laughs> you, I'm not hallucinating that, am I? I don't believe you no. are. I remember specifically saying that, oh, yeah, it's integral that we need the power to, for the PSVR to work properly. And then there was that whole, you know, weird snafu thing with E3 with all of a sudden, you know, I was, uh, I forgot the name of the game. What was Sony Ben's new game called? The Last of Us clone. Oh, um, the zombie one. Yeah, it's it used to be called The Dead Don't Ride. That was used to be the working title for a while, and it's not that anymore. It was uh, Days Gone. Yeah, I believe it was. Actually. Oh, yeah. So yes, it was like, you know, that gone. weird situation was like Days Gone came out at the beginning and they brought it back at the end and it was just a little strange. Yeah. And we're the only ones that called <laughs> it on the faint for the PS4K was supposed to slot in there. Yeah, but then they got scared by the, uh, you know, Microsoft show. Exactly. So that's what I think this is. They had to step it back and retool a bit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't come out until 2017 now. That would be very quick for them to to, to announce it September 7th and be like, oh, yeah, it's out October, mid-October in a month or so, yeah, a little yeah, over a month. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be very quick. Fanto confirms that it's days gone. It is days gone. That's what I thought. It looks that, that game looks interesting, but the biggest problem with it is that it looks like The Last of Us. It does. At first, when it was first playing, I, I thought, thought it was The, it last, was of the last of Us 2. I thought so, too. I thought it was going to be really awesome. I was about to be awesome. very excited. I know, right? Who knows when that's going to happen? I know. But, uh... When was the last time that, uh, well, who does The Last of Us? It's Naughty Dog, right? Yes, I believe. They just launched Uncharted 4 not too long ago, a couple months back, so they're probably, it's probably going to be a while before they do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm interested to see what this actually is now, now that they've officially, you know, put a, you know, flagpole down September 7th. Yeah, it'll definitely be fascinating to see what they come out with. Yeah, it'll be heavily compared to the, uh, Scorpio, that's what Scorpio, the name of it is. Scorpio, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I was blanking as well. I was like, the uh, the thing that yeah, the, happened. It, it, unless people didn't th- thoroughly understand, it's very hot in this room and it's hard to think. It is. So, you know, and words are usually hard enough for me as it is. <laughs> 
But either which way, you know, that's all we got to say. That we're looking forward to seeing what it actually is. I only hope that Nintendo comes out with their event soon. I know. The, the fan fiction that people are creating for themselves about the NX is out of control, and they need to get ahead of the messaging before the fan fiction controls the messaging, and then it becomes misinformation. Exactly. But I digress. Next and final tab of news... Uh, it has been announced that after a thorough investigation, no criminal charges will be uh, made in the 38 Studios investigation, says the Rhode Island Attorney General. All right. I forgot about this yeah. happening. Uh, a while, like a few years back. It, it was, was a long time ago. 38 Studios, the Kurt Schilling studio uh, yeah, made yeah. Uh, Kingdom, was it Kingdoms of Amalur? Kingdoms of Amalur, I believe. Amalur or something like that. I forget what the exact name of the game was, yeah. but it was a halfway decent RPG, but it didn't sell what, you know, Call of Duty numbers in the first five days, so of course, it's an instant failure. And being that it was the first game being, you know, funded by a government, a state government, funded yeah. it, a lot of people got up in arms about the, you know, the loss of money, <laughs> even though they had something there. They had an IP that was worth, you know, moving forward with, but... You know, obviously, government and logical decisions don't exactly go hand in hand. <laughs> That's so, it. yeah, the uh, the whole studio folded in on itself. But now, after an investigation, no criminal charges have been made. So at least there's that. Yeah. Wow, we covered that when it fir- was first happening. That yeah. was a long. It was a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. And I'm not quite sure if there's much else that can really be said about it. Yeah, I only vaguely remember the details of when that was going on. Other than, you know, it was a decent selling game. You know, it did just yeah, it didn't it was. do Call it of was Duty. Fine. This was a few years back when we were at the height of Call of Duty and everything had to be either that super huge, oh my god, success, or indie or it game. Or was a failure. Or indie game yeah. at, that cost, you know, nothing to make. Or if you spent the, you know, I don't even know what the budget for the game was, it was a hundred or two hundred million or whatever it was. It wasn't that much. It was, you know, it was seventy five I don't remember on this. Yeah, like, seventy five. It says right here. All right, yeah, seventy five million dollars, and uh, it, uh, you know, of course, it didn't make it back. It only sold. It sold like a million eight, two million something copies in the first, you know, couple of months or something like that. Which, hey, for a new IP, that was that was solid. But uh, you know, obviously, not good enough for the government of Rhode Island. Mm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because you know, again, like it had promise. It did. Same thing with the studio itself. You know, what can you do now? Yep, that's all said and done. Yeah, and that's all the news we have, unless you have anything else to add to that. Mm, don't think so. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, fastest news we've ever done ever. Well, that was like that was 17 minutes, roughly, oh, by actually, my sheet. Actually, I do have one quick thing to add. Okay, go for it. Is the uh, For the past couple of years, a Pokemon fan game has been in development. It is recently oh, right. launched called uh, Pokemon Uranium. I've actually been playing this. It is legitimately awesome. I don't understand how they got away with calling it Pokemon Uranium. I don't know either. It's really weird because apparently Nintendo is aware of it, but for some reason they're not... I don't know if they're not planning on taking it down. But, but yeah, just recently they like, shut down a, uh, a Metroid fan-made game. I know. It's very strange, but apparently they've been aware of it for a while, and I don't know if they actually are planning on taking it down or not, but for the time being, as of this recording, it is up. You can find the download link on uh, the t- official Twitter page, which is, I think, at Pokemon Uranium, but it is legitimately awesome. Me and Kaz have both been uh, playing it. She's actually the one who introduced me to it. And uh, 
Yeah, for a fan game, it is legit. It plays just like an official Pokemon game would. So. Yeah, and we're aware that Nintendo doesn't actually own Pokemon. They, uh, it's Niantic. <laughs> or not Niantic, it's uh, the Pokemon Company. Yeah. Is that what, the, what, the, what they're called? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Niantic is the one who made Pokemon Go. Go, right. That's why I have it on my <laughs> Niantic on my brain. Yeah. But yeah, they, that's an interesting fan game, though. I've seen it bits is. and pieces it, of it. It is. It looks great. It plays great. Uh, there's some slight balancing issues at times, but overall, it is a fantastic game with a really compelling story. So Interesting. I'd imagine a review sometime, maybe? Probably, yeah. We can do that. Mm. Not today, though. Not today, though, because I need Cass for that anyway. Yeah. Because she's the one who originally showed me it. It's like, she linked me to the Twitter page. She was like, Pokemon fan game is out. Go download it. I'm just like, okay. And then I look, and like all the screenshots were like super pretty. And, you know, it, you know, it was getting really good uh, reception on Twitter. So I'm like, yeah, okay, well, why not? Before it gets yanked. <laughs> Before it gets yanked. Uh, and I'm shocked it hasn't already. I am stunned it hasn't already, but Kaz was telling me earlier that apparently Nintendo have been aware of this project for the past couple of years while it's been in development, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm stunned it's not already gone, but grab it while it's still good, because it is definitely an experience. Hey, that is an understatement. And with that, we are done with the news. Fastest news segment in history of the show. Yep. There's that little going on, and uh, in the meantime, we can now, for the first time in a thousand years... Oh yeah, Game Freak, that's who has Pokemon. Game Freak? Game Freak and Creature Sync. Alright. And the Pokemon Company. It's weird, I don't understand the Yeah, I don't either, it's, it's it, very but... confusing. Nonetheless, either we way. are, for, again, first time in a thousand years, are you ready for this? Mm. We are now heading to the forums. Gasp! Shockingly enough, it is true, we are now at the forums. Yes, it does exist. It does exist. For, you know, you know, everyone who didn't post, it's there. It is there. It does exist. It's and not a myth. I, exactly. So it, it does exist, and you should uh, probably go in there and post some more, because uh, we only have three posts, or, you know, on this first discussion topic. That's, that's okay. I don't blame anyone, because most people probably still think it's dead. Yeah, I know. And I, I'm sure, I, I see that you really like your, uh, is that a signature? Yeah. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, it's a mangle from FNAF World. With a, one of those paddle ball paddle things. Paddle balls. It's so cute, I love it. Yeah. That was actually a uh, pixel version that somebody on DeviantArt made, based on the animation from uh, FNAF World. Nice. Either which way, so the VG Pulse 259 discussion topic, what are your thoughts and opinions on YouTubers not openly disclosing when they've been paid to do a video for a company? Do you think that disclosing in the description is, a, is as effective as disclosing in the video itself? Let us know what you think and your reasoning behind it. So first person to respond, Link of Hyrule. Who is in the chat right now. Who is thank also in the much. chat. Yes, thank you. Uh, it doesn't really bother me if someone's been paid to do a video. Let's Plays videos in particular views should not be bought. Selling out is not a big deal. Money is money. And that's why I enjoy the crisp taste of Tab Soda. Tab Soda for when you're <laughs> running out of Sunny D and purple stuff. 
If they do disclose that the video is paid for, putting it in the description is pointless. No one reads that stuff. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. As someone who's on YouTube, I can guarantee you that no oh, one yeah. reads descriptions. You could put you know, you could put your social security number. And I don't even know if anyone would find it in there. Nope. Not that that's advisable or anything. <laughs> but uh, no one reads that stuff. If someone found the cure for cancer and put it in the description, it would be lost to humanity. That I mean, is just sad as true. Truth. Just as true. I mean, it, no one reads the descriptions in YouTube videos at all. Yeah. I know this for a fact. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next in is that anime guy. It does bother me when YouTube reviewers do not openly disclose that they're being paid to do to review a product, video games, motorcycle, computer, whatever, because it brings into question their objectivity and motives for a review. I go to re a review because I want someone who is not connected to the company that sells the product to get their honest opinion of the item. It is like seeing a review for an RPG by the person who hates RPGs. Their opinion and review is most likely colored by outside forces besides the game. I usually find that disclosing monetary contributions in the description is fine, but I also read the descriptions for almost every video I watch because I'm used to there being links to sources for the material I just watched. Yep. That works. You know, with me, though, is... uh. When, oh, let me go over uh, Zeldera's real quick. So, fresh, fresh reply from Zeldera. Actually, hold on, let me refresh this thing just to see if anyone else squeezed in. Nope. Nope. All right, so, final reply. Zeldera comes in. Ideally, they should put all the information in the video itself, but it being in the description is better than nothing. That is true. It is very true. Uh, FTC guidelines state that you need to say both at this point in time now. You need to put it in the descript the top line of the description so that it actually shows when you look yeah, without yeah, having yeah. to show more uh, and also needs to be said at the beginning of the video. Where sponsorships don't really matter to myself personally is like when it when it starts up and goes, this video is brought to you by Loot Crate. Yeah, yeah. Put, you know, put in code, you know, such and such to get 5% off, you know, and start up your subscription now. And then, you know, they go off in the review. It's like if it has nothing to do with the video itself. Yeah, that's fine. That's even if it's a review. Fine. Even if it's a review, don't really care. Unless they're reviewing Loot Crate, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's questionable. Well, you know, a lot of the people that do Loot Crate that uh, or Loot Anime or there's like a third one now. That I, I know. There's is. so many of them. But uh, it, it, they'll do like monthly unboxings of, hey, this is what I got. Oh, yeah, that's fine it's as like, well. They're not really so much reviewing as they're so much showing, you know. That's what I'm saying. As long as they're not reviewing the company itself or the yeah. products. You know, if it's just like, hey, this is what I got, then that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's just okay. You know, Another great example for that is I watch a lot of firearms channels and like Hickok45. One of his permanent sponsors that he states in all his videos is uh, Federal Ammunition. Should it matter that he's not reviewing the ammunition? Yeah. Same story, you know. Exactly. He has to say it, but at the same time, the ammunition that goes in the gun that he's showing off doesn't really matter, you know, other than the fact that it's expensive ammunition that he got for free. Exactly. You know, it's like, does that, you know, that doesn't take away from the review itself. Mm -hmm. But the big part is that if you don't state exactly. it, if you try to pull a CSGO lotto. Oh, God, I still can't believe that. Like, is there any surprise that that went thermonuclear? Nope. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I pretty much agree with what you said. You know, if they're not being, uh, like, you, they can say they're sponsored, but it doesn't really matter if they're not, you know, reviewing that specific thing that they're being sponsored by. If they just say, you know, oh, it's sponsored by Loot Crate, and then go off and do an anime video, then just whatever, you know, that's fine. 
Yeah, same thing. And it's like uh, another. Like, I think when it becomes an issue is when they are reviewing like, <laughs> the product itself that they're being paid to talk you know, if about. If all of a sudden tomorrow on my YouTube channel I upload a video and it starts off with this video has been sponsored by Logitech. And then I go, so today I'm reviewing the Logitech G620, I think it is, exactly, gaming yeah. headset. And it's like, no, no you want to stop and think about that for just a yeah, second. Yeah, that is where the line <clears throat> is. And uh, where I say that it's okay is um, Glass Reflection on YouTube, uh, Arcada. He does a lot of anime videos and what have you. Recently, he's been getting sponsored by Crunchyroll. Uh, and he's been uh, doing videos based on shows that Crunchyroll sponsored to try to promote the show itself. Yeah, yeah. Not doing a review of it though. It's yeah. Just, you know those. Okay, those are good too. Yeah, that that's fine. Yeah, and anyway, it's, it's just as long as there's disclosure, so you, you can take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it would be shows that he'd probably be doing videos on anyways. But it exactly. just happens that these are now sponsored, which probably takes him from the I'd like to do that list to the it's now at the top of my list next to do. Thing. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm okay with uh, sponsorship. Obviously, these uh, people are running businesses on YouTube. Whether you like to look at it that or not, people some people are running a business, and getting sponsorships helps because obviously exactly. getting paid from YouTube is not an easy endeavor or is it a quick thing. <laughs> yeah, that takes a long time to build up. Yeah, it takes a very long time to build, up. especially if you don't have any friends that you know can are already keep, in <laughs> that are already in that are already big that can you know boost your channel to kind of you know get some spillover onto it. And then to be found on YouTube now is virtually impossible. Yep, I don't believe there's anything else that really can be said about that. Not really. So yeah, the uh, what is the discussion topic for the next forum? I have no <coughs> idea. You tell me. <laughs> Any thoughts whatsoever? It's probably going to be something to do with No Man's Sky. That was my thought. But I don't know specifically what you want to hone in on. There's a lot that can my, be said yeah, about my, that. My thought was for No Man's Sky, uh, the procedurally generated universe. We've spoiler. We're about to get there anyway. Uh. The universe and the solar systems and the planets are really, really big. They are. Is it beneficial to have 18 gadrillion, however many planets they said that there are in the thing, systems, not planets, stars, systems. systems. There's more planets than that. Is it beneficial to have, you know, a huge map or is it, would it be better? Like I see someone that tweeted out, I forget who it was, someone on Twitter stated that they would like to see a universe that has 50,000 stars you know that are very more a lot more detailed and populated and yeah 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 that's kind of what i was getting at the other night when i was saying how it feels very empty i think that that would help i know why like it feels empty and that you know because it's so big and everything is so spread out i know why but. it feels empty and then we'll get to that when we get to the uh, first look here in a moment yeah but is that does that make a logical question to be asking yeah we can work on it later you can figure out wording of that but the yep. basic idea is what would you rather see yeah. You know, obviously, I think a lot of people would lean more towards the uh, the density, uh, but explain yourself as to why. Yeah. The wording is always is our hardest problem. Always. And I don't believe there's... Is, there, is that good, or should we think of yeah, something else? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Phantom's got a good one as well, actually. Is a mediocre game worse than a bad game? That's not bad either. That would be interesting. We might save that for another day. Write that down real quick. Yeah. Hold on, Put it on a word document later and save it for when we're going. So or should we should we do that anyway? Should we do that one? 
Ah, we could do it if you want to. I think that one actually is better because a lot of people are arguing that No Man's Sky is just that, mediocre. Yeah. Uh, but I have an argument against the mediocre status that people are giving it. Uh, but that I think that is a more topical discussion. I think that might get more replies than uh, Yeah, all than right. Ours. Let's go I with think, that one. Honestly, I think that might be better. Hey, Phantom, do me a favor and drop that on my uh, Skype real quick so I can grab it later and put it yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, that's I actually like that one a whole lot better because I think that will get more responses because it's not just tied specifically to No Man's Sky. That is true. It's more of a general thing. It's more general. It doesn't have to specifically be about No Man's Sky, even though that is the new hot topic on everyone's mind. And a lot of people are saying is mediocre. I have arguments against that, though. Uh, who knows if they're good or not? Yeah. They might not be. Uh, but we're about to go off on who knows how long of some tangential ramblings about our journeys throughout the universe. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to say about the forums? I don't think so. Yeah, so we're going to go with Fanto's idea of uh, is a mediocre game better than a uh, better or worse than a bad game? Yep. I like that a lot better. It's more ambiguous, and I think that will get more responses than a No Man's Sky specific question. Yep. All right. We can do that then. Alrighty then. And now it is time to head on off to the first look. Yes. The both of us have been playing a game. One could say, perf- you know, a, a lot over the last, you know, couple of days. Couple of days since launch. You know, we want to say that we've been doing damn near nothing else. <laughs> The game that finally came out of Development Hell, I don't even think it was Development Hell, I think it was more like, uh, I think a lot of the delays were, especially recent ones, were because of uh, legal troubles, because it's so easy to confuse with a broadcasting company in the UK. Of course. But, I mean, uh, how could you mis- you know, mistake the you? two? It's just so similar. <laughs> I know. We've they, gone they're on, practically indistinguishable. I know. We're, we've gone on ad nauseum about how that's the dumbest thing you ever heard of. <laughs> No Man's Sky finally came out yep. after being delayed into infinity, and ultimately, I think everyone can admit that it ca- it was announced too early. It was absolutely announced way too early. I think, and uh, it was also over previewed. It definitely it was over previewed, but under informed, and that was which the, is weird the weirdest thing. Last, we didn't even mention this at the beginning of the show, but last Friday we we had thoughts bouncing around about what we thought, what we were worried about, this and the other thing. And we did a little quick thingy-mabobber last Friday at like midnight or so. Midnight, we yeah. And we just sort of banged it right out and no intro, no outro, just threw it up. Uh, just thoughts and opinions before we played it. Yes. And uh, a lot of those thoughts and opinions have uh, were what we thought. Like, for example, you you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, so uh, police spots. What are they called again? Sentinels. Sentinels. I keep wanting to call them Centennials, and I know that's Centennials. wrong. Centennials. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't really care what you call them, because I'll ultimately- I'll call them annoying. Because at the end of the day, they are annoying. Yeah, so my main fear was that, uh, I noticed in a lot of the previews that were being shown of it, like, as soon as you started mining something, all of a sudden the police bots would show up and, like, you know, start getting angry with you, and this worried me a lot, because they were putting a lot of emphasis on, you know, crafting and mining and, you know, finding things that you need. But at the same time, how can you do that if these things are getting all up in your face every five seconds? That fear was 100% confirmed true. These things are so annoying. I hate them so much. Yeah. Fortunately, they, believe it or not, are easy to kill. They are very easy to kill. As long as you have only one of them on you, if you take that one out before too long, then 
it goes away and then they usually leave you alone for another couple of minutes or so. Also, if you uh, manage to like duck into a building real quick, they will eventually stop looking for you and leave you alone. Or jump in your ship and take off and or fly away yep. and then come back and what have you. Now, to be fair, uh, different planets have different levels of security. Yeah, so we should probably talk about that first. There's a lot of things we need to talk about. And I know. This, this, this is, is so not going to be very coherent. No. Nope. And it's not going to be very organized thoughts. We're going to be bouncing around a lot. But a lot, a lot of the, some of the planets, and some of the times the way they use the wording on it is a little funny and weird. It is, yeah. Uh, but some planets are, the sentinels are called aggressive. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I named a planet 1984 because it pissed me off that badly. <laughs> yep. I got shot at just for standing there. I was, I'm at a facility that the main storyline is telling me to go to. And I'm just sitting here going, okay, how am I going to, you know, I'm going to have to pull some Chinese fire drill out my ass and, like, run over, shoot the door, like, duck in, grab it, and leave. And, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, one comes over to me and just scans me and just starts shooting. Yep. And I'm just like, what? So, aggressive, high security is another one. Yeah, I haven't had either of those yet, but I have had some really annoying uh, Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I think uh, I've had, like... I've had low security. I've had. I've had low security too. Those planets are fun. I've had limited. I've had what is low. Low. Low and low security are both two separate things. What, what had, is the differentiator? And then limited. What? what? Know, limited is one. Uh, average, average. Typical. Passive is another. Passive one is another Again, one. There's just so many different weird terminologies to describe things, and I'm like, what is the difference between passive, limited, low? And low security. low security. Like, it doesn't make any sense, really. Low security, and apparently there are no security planets out there, which I don't know what they're physically called, or it might just say Sentinel bots. None. That is going to be a fun time. Oh, God, That yes. planet I feel bad for, because it is going to get some serious ravaging. <laughs> and here's the thing about what we're talking about is the reason why the Sentinel bots are so annoying. A lot of people are like, well, you don't want to disable or, or disable or destroy the, the ecology, the ecosystem. the ecosystem of the planet. The reason why we're saying that the Sentinel bots are annoying is that at the beginning of the game, the game tells you, okay, you need X element, 200 units of element X and 200 units of this and 500 units of that. In order to repair your ship to leave the planet. In order to repair your ship to leave your home planet. And we're going, and all of a sudden we just start grabbing, and then the Sentinels will start shooting you anyway, even though it's something that it's telling you to do. Like the thing I said about that aggressive planet that I named 1984, the story mission said you have to go into this manufacturing facility, which means you had to destroy the door. It means you had to get a, a wanted level to get a crafting recipe in order to continue. It told me I had to do this Yep. on an aggressive planet. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it doesn't even have to be aggressive. Just like, you know, regular mining yeah, things, regular. they will come over and, like, if you just, you know, ignore them and carry on doing what you're doing, then they'll get pissed off and start shooting at you. It, even it, if it, you've only taken a small amount of the yeah. item and there's, like, plenty more of it to go there around. There could be a couple hundred of these things in the area and you took five or six of them out and, oh, no, totally destroyed the entire huge planet's ecosystem. Yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's exactly what I was afraid of happening. And it, it's a bit, you know, it's just it's, it's it's a bit of a head scratcher, really, is because you know, I, it, and then certain other elements they don't even care about, like gold. gold. Oh, gold. gold! They do not care at all about gold. Even on the high security, not that it wasn't a high security planet. It was the um, it was the uh, aggressive planet. I happened to uh, drop down. And there was some gold there, so I started mining away. Didn't care. Did they didn't give two shits? Nope. But yet, you know, I go over there and I grab that, you know, two or three shards of plutonium and it's like, oh my God, you criminal. I know, exactly. It's just really annoying that I... 
it's very they need to tone that down a wee bit. Yep. Like I I'm okay and I'm cool with different levels of being you know on different planets. Those lo- when you come across a low security planet, you, you want to start mining. Go to town. Go to town. <laughs> if I come across a no security planet, like I said, I feel bad for that planet because it's about to get cored out. <laughs> like a lot of frustrations about to come out on that planet. Oh yes. You know, and I, different planets have different you know. Elements, maybe it's just like I said. A lot of the terminology between, you know, like just to describe the Sentinels alone. It, there's terminology for like for for the weather, for the uh, the for animals, the animals, the plants. the plants. It's like, but it's all weird in the. It's not like you know, low, medium, high, or none, or it's like sometimes no, it's, it's weird. It's very strange. As to you know what kind of uh, you know, descriptors they give it, and it's just a little strange and what have you. But nonetheless, uh. It's like uh, the other day I came across one, uh, I was scanning an animal, and when you uh, scan an animal, it tells you, like, you know, its name, its temperament, and all that, and it was like, temperament, it was something, like, indistinguishable, and it was like, what does that mean? Exactly, what? (laughs) Like, wow, what does that mean? Wow. What does that mean? That doesn't even make any sense. It does not make any sense at all, and a lot of them are going to be like that. My theory about, not to change subjects too hard, but my theory about uh, it being... Minecraft in space was more or less accurate. It's like Minecraft meets Firefly is the yeah, way I like to think of it. Yeah, that was a really good thing. You tweeted out how you like to play the Firefly theme song I in the background. Yeah, the, uh, the Ballad of Serenity. It's like, that just works when you're flying through space. It's like, oh, that feels so cool. Yeah, I know. And as you uh, go, you start. there's three different alien races in the universe. There is the uh, the Gek, the Vakim. The Valkyne. Valkyne, I think. Something like that, and uh, then no, the it's the Viking. Viking, Viking. V H Y. No, no, it's V Y apostrophe. Apostrophe like K E E N or something. Yeah, Viking. It's like the Viking, yeah, and then Corvax. Uh, Corvax. Which uh, I've only run across a handful of those. Which is funny because I've yet to see a single Viking, and uh, I've I run am, across Gek and Corvax like nobody's business. I am very close friends with the Viking. Those were the only ones I was finding for a long time. I've only recently started finding the, a handful of Gek and a handful of Corvax. Yeah, but each each species has its own language that when you first meet them, they're, you're not going to understand what they're asking of you or if they nope. know you. And, and your standing with that species is going to be, you know, like the Corvax. The first time you come across the Corvax, your standing is insignificant. <laughs> You know, and it, it, so it, it, the more you interact with them. I forget what it was for the Viking. I, yeah. But, uh, like, the more you interact with them, the more they'll like you. And the more you give them the right responses. Because the thing is, is, the more often than not, they're asking you something or they want to do something or they want you to do something or you want to give them something that. And they, if you give them what they need, which at first it's random chance because you have no idea what they're asking. Uh, but then as you go on planets that are in these systems for, you know, like if it's a GEC system, then the, the you'll find knowledge stones across the planets. And as you read the knowledge stones or do a couple other different activities, you'll start to learn words from their uh, language. language and it'll start to fill in the conversation, as you know. Uh, and like I said, there's three different languages. So there's a lot of the more knowledge stones you find, the better it is, because then like, for example, I was able to find the Gek word for oxide, which is stuff like iron and titanium and other stuff, stuff like that. Uh, and he the guy was 
uh, he needed oxide and because yeah. it said oxide and then it said there's like a blurb on a paragraph that said something about, you know, oh, he's looking at a chart and then like the red line and the blue line are going way up and the yellow line is flat and yellow is the color for oxide. That combined with the fact that he said oxide, I'm like, okay. And it was like, give 50 iron. I'm like, I gave him 50 iron. He gave me a recipe to craft an, an additional uh, uh, life support system on my exosuit that allows me to stay out of my ship longer for longer periods of time, making the fuel consumption of it better, more or less. Nice. And I'm like, that was huge. And that's a good example of knowing the right thing to give. If you give them the right thing, your standing will increase with that said species, and they'll give you stuff that is very good. I have two similar stories for the Viking. First off is I was on this planet, and then... uh, I came across this thing. I think it was, it wasn't a manufacturing facility, but it was something similar where you had to blow the door off. And of course, you know, that goes down as well. So it I was, go um, into the operation center. It might have been. I go into the place and there's like this flashing alarm. And then you go up to this, uh, you know, interaction place. And it was like, you know, what do you want to do to try to cancel out the alarm? And it was like, you know, I had a handful of words there. And then one of the words that I happened to already know was vision. So I was like, okay, it was like I think that was the only word in that whole paragraph I saw was vision. Sometimes more often than not, that's the case. You only get one, maybe and two then, if you're lucky. And then one of the options was disable cameras. And I was like, okay, so I'll do that. And that was the correct answer. So I was like, okay, that's good. And then uh, the other story was actually pretty funny. It was, uh, I came across this base camp with uh, this one Viking. And, and I go up and talk to him. And all of a sudden, like, he starts like aggressively interrogating me or something. And then it was like, you know... Uh, one of the options was pull rank, which can only be, uh, you know, clicked on if you're X. Uh, yeah, certain for, uh, conversation options can only happen if your standing is high enough with the said species. Yeah, and this was like one of the really high standings. So I was like, pull rank, and I clicked that, and all of a sudden he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were, you know, good friends. <laughs> and, it was like, and then he just gave me a whole bunch of stuff, like a ton of money and a ton of items. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. That works. So it is definitely it is, it is. good. So every to time you see knowledge stones, it's definitely advisable to grab them. Also, monoliths and a few other things have uh, some of these knowledge centers, or not knowledge centers, operation centers have these little glowing orbs. If you see a glow, any kind of panel or anything that you can interact with within uh, any kind of uh, settlement or trade station or anything, it's advisable to. Uh, to do so because some of them actually teach you uh, words for the language. If it's like if it's a spherical thing on the wall with a white ball in the center that you click on that, that'll uh, that'll teach you words. And then also, if you come across the uh, the monolith, then you get a ton of knowledge stones. Around and also, those, and yeah. also one of the uh, the circle things, so you can learn a lot from there. So whenever you see like monolith on your thing, go there. Yeah, because it will absolutely be worth it. You know, and a lot of the game, a lot of it is you got to manage your inventory. Inventory space is critical. Oh, God. The inventory is so small. Uh, you know, because you have inventory space that you can put technologies on your multi-tool. You can put technologies on your ship and storage on your ship. And then you have technologies and storage space, which are both the same slots. It doesn't matter how many slots you have, but, you know, you both use slots up, both storing, you know, like if you have carbon you know that'll your suit can hold 250 units of any element or a technology piece and you have to balance that how much technology you want versus how much you know uh stuff do you normally carry exactly and uh and the same goes for your ship your ship can carry 500 units of element whatever element or a technology piece can be put in 
So it's 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 an interesting balance between your managing your inventory, but you also need you need uh, plutonium is huge. Uh, that your launch thrusters use plutonium. You can charge your mining tool with plutonium. You can charge your health suit with plutonium. Uh, you can some of them have multiples, but certain only have very thin. Like the launch thrusters can only be done with plutonium. The pulse drive can only be charged with thanium nine. Which until you find this out, it's kind of one of those. Uh, derp moments because <laughs> if you go around on plant surface you'll sometimes find these red potted flowers that you can pick and oh you get like 20 thanium nines yep thorium nine something nines something like that thorium thanium something like that nine i don't remember exactly i don't remember the exact percent pronunciation because a lot of the wording in this game some of them are like Whoa, oh God. alphabet soup <laughs> most of the planets and solar systems you come you come across will be at least twelve letters long. Yeah, most of which are letters that do not generally belong together. Exactly, in a weird. Uh, it's almost like they used a random word generator to come and up. They with probably, a, they did, probably actually. did actually. It's just one of those kind of like, ooh, is that even what language is that? I know. Some of them sound Chinese. Some of them sound Russian. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, when it comes to like th- uh, th- so thanium nine or. Th- Whatever that is, nine. Whatever the thing I keep is. 500 units of that on my ship. I keep a lot of plutonium on me. Uh, also important, long, carbon. alarm game. Carbon is useful. Iron is useful. Uh, I zinc, really don't use iron that much on mine. A lot of the stuff that I have that I can craft has iron in it. Yeah, I'll, I'll so, get it when I need it, but for the most part, I just, you know. Iron is usually plentiful enough that you don't need to keep too much yeah, on yeah. you. Carbon is hit or miss, depending on what kind of plant life you come across on planets. Carbon I generally use to charge my suit up. Like, I personally, I save the plutonium only for the ship, and then everything else gets charged with either carbon or uh, thanium-9, whatever it is. Yeah. So, you kind of got to balance that as well. Another important couple of elements that you're going to need a lot of is going to be heridium and zinc are two more. Zinc is good, yeah. To always keep on you. And those are the ones that I usually keep on me at all times because a lot of those are used in the production in production and making of uh, products that eventually lead into like five crafting steps into becoming a warp cell, which charges your warp drive to give you one warp jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also tend to keep uh, titanium on me, platinum on me. I need more titanium badly. And uh, let's see, oh, iridium, iridium I keep on me as well. Iridium is hard to come by. Same with copper. Iridium is hard to come by. Copper is another good one. Copper is hard to come by. Things that I don't see a lot of, I tend to keep on me just in case. Uh, I have uh, high value elements. Would be gold is. 220 um, units per. You gold can, is awesome if you want to make a lot of money really quickly. Even more worth more than that. And also, depending on the planet, plentiful is emerald. Emerald is good, too. Oh, check my Twitter. I, uh, Dark Eyed here made me tweet out a picture of an emerald spire that I found <laughs> that I, I don't really get why she was laughing at it. It's, uh, it's a statue of emerald. It is. It's a statue of Emerald, all right. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if you want to see pictures of it that she made me post, just check my Twitter for that. <laughs> uh, it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Many things. So yeah, th- th- there's a lot of resource management and what have you. You got to manage it in balance with Sentinels. What I've found out is if you're on a planet that's First off, aggressive or high security. I went on a high security planet and I desperately needed aluminum. And it was one of those planets where I was like, I did a pull. You have a scanner on your multi tool and you scan out. 
And it's like, all of a sudden, I had a bunch of knowledge stones pop up on my thing. I was like, oh, great. I have to stay on this planet for a little while longer. <laughs> and I was like hoofing in between each one, grabbing as many. I have more, the more, most amount of knowledge stones in one spot that I've ever seen on any planet. And it, uh, I come across this big silver thing, and I'm like, it's aluminum. I'm like, crap. And I try to, you know, grab it, and it's like six units in, and the guy, one of those guys, show up immediately, start try to shoot at me. It's like, oh my god, whatever. I got to move on. Yeah. And uh, it's a, it's an interesting balance you have to do. What I've seen on average planets for average amount of sentinels or low, low, you can stay around and shoot up a bit more than normal. Uh, average two mildly easily perturbed sentinels can be uh what what i usually do is you'll know the perturbed ones that are easily you know annoyed because the moment you shoot one thing they'll immediately come over and and, and highlight it and scan it and yeah, look at yeah, you and yeah. you so the idea is, is what you want to do is you want to like if it's if you need plutonium is the easy example cuz they seem to get very annoyed when you take plutonium uh, by the way your how danger you are with the sentinels is that little icon in the lower corner of lower right corner of your screen that yeah, fills it looks up like and a turns badge. red yeah it turns yeah it's a uh, it's an icon of a badge it fills up white when you're starting to get annoyed you know when they they're start getting annoyed to, with you they're getting annoyed with you and then when they are very annoyed with you it turns red and if you continue to do the activity in their presence then they'll give you a wand level and start shooting at you yep good thing though is that uh if you destroy the sentinel bots then uh, you get lots of titanium. Yeah, titanium. So, oh, that's right. That's, they do get titanium. Oh, I yeah. Forgot they about give that. you lots of titanium. They also drop a pod that gives you uh, some sort of technology br- blueprint that you can grab as well. Fortunately, I don't know if my game is bugged for that or not, because every time I do that, it's always a grenade mod. It every might just time. Be, it might just be that's what they give. I don't know. It's like every time it's a grenade mod. Not sure. So... Uh, I the one time I dropped a sentinel bot, it gave me a grenade mod as well, so I don't think it's just your game. I think that's just the way the sentinels are. All right. But anyway, my, my recommendation for these type of planets would be to, uh, on the move, when you're like, I need to go over there, it's like a minute, you'll, you'll look at an icon, a question mark, and it's really like, it'll come up at your current rate of speed, you'll take you two minutes to get there, and you start walking that direction, and you come across some titanium. What I'll do is I'll shoot one or two of them, and then keep moving. And this is two minutes uh, real time. Real time, well. yeah. Not game Unless time. you speed up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, is. whenever it gives you a time estimate, it is in real time. So if, you know, you see something in the distance, it's like, oh, it'll take you two hours to get there. It will actually take you two hours to get there. Yeah. Unless you uh, have a faster way of getting there. Yeah, which is interesting unto itself. Because yep. uh, that's the thing. The first time you launch out into outer space, uh, y- it's an interesting experience because then you look at the planet. You look at the next planet, you're going, oh, that's cool. I want to go over there. And it looks at it, and it's like, at first it says indefinite, and then you get closer, and it's like, oh, it'll take you seven hours to get here. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a little pop-up will happen down in the lower corner of the screen. It'll be like, press circle to boost. And it's like, you boom. And all of a sudden, it'll be like, oh, it'll now take you four hours to get there. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then it'll tell you, uh, hold L1 and R1 together to engage pulse drive. <laughs> and this is ludicrous speed. Ludicrous yo. speed. Because then everything just starts wailing by you, and it's like it takes you less than two minutes then to get to the planet <laughs> that was going to take you four hours to get to at the yeah, other speed. Yeah. So, it's, so it's like there is ways to get, traverse the universe. It's not super uh, – it's not as far as you can, even though at the original speed, if you were to try to do it, which I guarantee you someone's going to try to do it, oh, yeah. it would legitimately take you seven hours to do that trip. Yep. Just don't run into the space potatoes. Yes. There are space potatoes. Which there is are space potatoes. Terrifying. <laughs> they are it pretty is bad. Absolutely horrific. <laughs> like, the, the amount of clench at this is real <laughs> and legit. It because is. Because when you're first time you fly out into space, first off, my recommendation would be to flip the flight controls because otherwise it 
totally screwed my mind up. I told you. Did you even notice? Did it even throw you for it all? It's weird. When you told me to do that and I did it and then I flew for the first time, the controls were as you were describing it before I changed it. I had to change it back to normal in order for it to be proper, you know, down equals down. So I That's don't know weird what because was up with, with mine, yours. mine, mine is opposite of that because I have it set to inverted and it's normal now. Yeah, mine is set to normal and, and like, it is normal. When I had it on inverted, it was inverted. You know, it was just so weird the way. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was just it's bizarre to me. Yep. But uh, but uh, space potatoes. Space yes. potatoes. Yeah. But it's the first time you're out in space and it's like you start to boost. Not when you do the pulse drive. Fortunately, you can't really turn, so you kind of have to point yourself at the planet and then hit the pulse drive. Yep. Left trigger to stop it, but if you hit into the atmosphere of the planet, it'll stop before you, before you lawn dart into the planet, which would be just hilarious. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, the uh, with the pulse drive, you just, I guess, I don't know what the science behind it is, or if it's just video game logic, but I guess maybe the you're cutting through things, so you're moving so fast that you just cut right through all the space rocks. Maybe, I don't know. But we call them space potatoes because they look like that. But there's oh, God. plentiful. There's a lot of shit in space. There's a lot of shit in space. Yeah, this, as soon as you see these things, you'll know what I'm talking about with space potatoes. They legitimately look like giant potatoes. Yeah. And remember I said of the thormium thor- or thanium-9 or whatever. The, whatever I it is. what the name of it is. But uh, if you shoot these space potatoes, you still get a wanted level in space, which is just like, really? Are we going to run out of space potatoes at this rate? I know, rate? I know. Is this really a, a value commodity? <laughs> But uh, if you legit- shoot them, then they give you that. Yeah, thanium nine comes out small the, ones. The small ones, so they give you that. If you shoot the big ones, you some, can get some good stuff yeah, out of those. It's a surprise. You never really know. You never really know. You can get. I've gotten iron from those. I've gotten emerald. I've gotten copper. I found. I've actually found uh, actual crystals out in space that have given oh, me I've iridium. Oh, I've gotten those as well. I've gotten the iridium ones. I've gotten platinum as well. So it's kind of a toss-up if you want to. Yeah, no, the small ones are thanium nine, so, so they're plentiful enough. You never yeah. really have to worry about running out of thanium. Yeah, it, the uh, big ones, though, those are the ones you want to look out for. But when you're pul- when you when you're like you know two minutes away pulse driving, it's like, do I really want to engage my not pulse driving, but uh, boosting? Boosting, yeah. Uh, it's like, do we really want to? <laughs> you know, hit the pulse drive just for that because I did that, and it's like all of a sudden it's like one zing, and I passed it. It's like, oh shit, gotta turn around now. It's like, <laughs> I've done that as well. Oh, my first. <laughs> oh, actually, funny. But it's like well, as you're, you know, jumping, and you're the units of speed in this game are weird. I don't know what it's like. Your ship on planets, mine goes like 150 u. Yeah, I what don't know. That? I don't know what that is either. And it's like when your pulse. Bo- not not pulse drive, but boosting in space. You're usually like fourteen, fifteen hundred, depending on your ship. Some are faster than others. My new ship is actually slower than my old one, which is kind of a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, mine is a little bit faster than my old one. So though I say this, but I think I know it. I think I know why it might be. Why is that? Uh, I had a add-on technology to my old ship that was like a pulse booster or something like that. Right. That might be it. I'm that gonna, could be it, actually, yeah. I'm going to add to it and see if that makes a difference. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, because you don't actually get a reading on your speed, you know, when you're buying something. Yeah, when you're buying a ship, if, if that's a stat or not, or if they're all the same, and all depends on how many boosters you have on it. Yeah, that might actually be it, now that you've said that, and the, the more stuff you add no, on but when, to it. And nonetheless, what I'm saying is when you're boosting, uh, not pulse drive, but boosting, and you're trying to dodge these space potatoes, like, my God, that is... 
tense. Oh, it's, there uh... are certain areas that are more dense than others, and it's like if you if you bump into one, your shield will protect you, but your shield starts going down. So it's a, it's a kind of an important thing to avoid those. Yeah, it's just like I'm like, oh my god, you. It's if it's you run into the little t- ones, they will break. If you run into the big ones, then you'll go spinning out of control. You'll bounce off them, which is funny. You say that. Ask because me how I know. Ask you how you know, <laughs> and I know what that feels like because. As I came up, my first time I warped, which first off, when you warp, when you enter into the game, the first opening sequence when you enter into the game, when you warp and a couple other things, like when you get a journey milestone, those sequences take way too long and are, you know, uninterruptible. It's like masking a low time. The journey milestone is like, it comes and says journey milestone accomplished and you get like black bars that come down from the top and bottom of the screen and it takes 30 seconds or so. It ta- it's also interesting Maybe 20. As well as like, Maybe 20. It's just annoying. They take way too long and they're also very delayed. Like you'll do a thing and then like three minutes later all of a sudden it'll pop Minute up. Minute or two later, yeah, it'll <laughs> pop up and it'll be like, whoa, what? I know. It's and, like uh, a bit late to the party there. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and, and you can't pause the game. You can't bring up your crafting when You can't do anything during these sequences. This is annoying. But then when I said the warp thing or during the beginning when it's first loading in, it, uh, you know, those sequences take way too long. When I exited my first warp ever, all of a sudden it was, I'm out of the warp, ground sky, ground sky, ground sky. For lack of a better term, I know I'm in space, so it's not really ground sky, ground sky. But that more or less is what it was. It was planet, space, planet, space, planet, space. Okay, more like, I'm like, what the hell did I, I heard? A, as I come out, it's just doing, and I'm, <laughs> I turn around, I look, and I'm, oh, hey, there's a space station. <laughs> I warped into the space station. I warped into the side of it and just plinked off it. It was hilarious. I laughed. It was so funny. That is funny. That is legitimately funny. You know, so again, there's a lot to talk about in this game. There's a lot to digest. Yep. And I think uh, there's a lot of, you know, th- aspects that we could talk about it. Uh, the diversity of the planets are pretty varied. A lot of the things. First off, we started on our starting planets. You started on a toxic planet. I did. That was fun. Don't I remember specifically hearing Sean Murray say that you players will not be starting on hostile planets? Yeah. He said, oh, well, you need to craft protection in order to be able to survive in hostile planets, but you won't be able to do that until later game. Okay. Then why did you spawn on a toxic planet? Yeah, my uh, starting planet was at 50. I don't know if it's like percent. It just says 50 toxicity. I think toxicity is a percentage. I think temperature is in Celsius and the radiation meter is in rads. Yep. Uh, which is like any other uh, radiation meter is just in rads. My planet, radiation. Yep. <laughs> 6.2 on the rad meter. Yeah, and then mine was like 50 point something percent on the toxicity, toxicity level. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, okay. Was it Fanto that... So somebody tweeted us saying that it was, oh, it was Roxas. It was Roxas, yeah. Roxas tweeted us and said, oh, well, I got a nice green lush jungle planet. And it's like, that must be nice. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we had to tiptoe around for the first little bit because, you know, there's an additional meter that starts draining down before you yourself start taking damage of, you know, that caliber that ta- affects your health. You know, so you got to be very careful. But we had to start ducking in and out of caves to avoid, you know, the higher yeah. danger levels in order to get <laughs> off our initial starting plants. Mine, uh, my initial starting planet was Etroit Puat. I couldn't even tell you what mine was. It sounded Russian, though. It sounded Russian. You couldn't spell it to save your life. Nope. The uh, My opening system was Marubtanglin 17. Again, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> How I actually remember that is actually a miracle, to be perfectly honest. But I remember yeah. the reason why I said that was because I said I was I was trying to pronounce like Marub Tanglin X V I I, and I'm like, 
10, 5, is 5, 17, seriously, 17, <laughs> that's probably why it sticks in my mind, because I'm like, you're kidding me, I got System Merub Tanglin 17, Yep. discovered by Millennium X17, X17. <laughs> yes, winning, winning is definitely, I was like, oh, that's a sign, it's going to be good, <laughs> and we've been jumping a lot, doing a lot of different plans, at first, and here's the problem, that I think, that we need to really stress on this First look of No Man's Sky. A lot of people are going to review this poorly. Yep. A lot of people are going to say it's boring. Here lies the problem. As gamers, we've been programmed to look at every corner of every surface of everywhere. And every time there's a question mark that pops up, we got to know what it is. Oh, yeah. We have to go see. There's no way. And it, here's the problem. They weren't... No, uh, Sean Murray and, and Hello Games were not joking when they said, these are planet-sized planets. Certain, like, I'll ping, I'll do my scanner, and I'll ping something like, oh, there's a observatory over here, and it's five hours away. You know, e- even boosting, because it's on the other side of the planet. Yeah. And it actually makes more sense to go out into the atmosphere and around the planet from space at a higher speed and then down in uh, to facilitate how fast you're going. And that is uh, is legitimately that big. It is impossible to you know, see everything on every planet. It's not possible. It's There's even no not way. even feasible to go to every planet in the system. The system that I just warped out of had not, uh, had six planets in it, and I saw two of them. Because here's the thing. The reason why I think a lot of people are finding this boring is because we're thinking of it as, you know, the each planet as a level, and we got to find every secret before we move on. Mm-hmm. You will be bored to tears if you try to do this. Yep. And... That is, I think, the problem that a lot of people are coming into, the way they've, they've been programmed to look for every single secret, to look at everywhere, and to do everything. You will lose your mind. Whoever The, the guy that beat this game in 30 hours is full of shit. There's no way you can beat no it in way. 30 years. It's not Absolutely feasibly possible. The, pro- the, the way this game you need to look at it as is each level, in quotes, if you want to call it that, is each system. Each mm-hmm. y- When you show up, you immediately scan if it's an important... Uh, you know, story point, a, a, a thing will pop up on your scanner that might be on this planet or that planet or whatever. You go there and you do that thing. If in the lower corner of your screen, your objective is popping up that tells you, go out into outer space and press down to access galactic map. That's the game's way of telling you you're done in this system. Yep. If you don't need anything, like, oh, no, I need to make another warp cell, so I need to find some more zinc, you know, just to be able to craft everything up. Which, since I've been able to find this crafting f- recipe for suspension fluid, it's gotten less expensive to do so. Oh, I've so. gotten that as well. <laughs> that is very useful. Oh, God, yes. Very, that stuff is so expensive. The suspension fluid is iron, I think, that makes suspension fluid. It's carbon. Carbon. Carbon is what it is. It's very easy to come across carbon. 30 carbon for 30, suspension for, fluid. And it, and it could be sold for 1,100 units. Something so like that, Theoretically yeah. speaking, you could come up with some... If you come across a low-security plant that has a lot of carbon on it, you could come up with some feasible system of making a lot of money really quickly yeah uh, but you know eh, or you can just do what i do find the moon and get rich off gold <laughs> moons sh- usually have a lot of gold on them so yep. but uh yeah the but yeah the if you don't if you says it's, it's telling you you know go out into space and press down on your d-pad to access the galactic map you are done and unless you want to do something in that system, unless you want, if like this plant over here has aluminum and you desperately need aluminum to craft something you want to make, then okay, do that. Set your own goals, but be reasonable with them because you will bore yourself to tears trying to stay on the same planet. To do. Like there's certain like records things that if you upload all the, uh, not the plant Animals. life, animal life, if you upload all the animal life, you can get a lot of credits for it. I tried to do this. 
it, it you go cross-eyed trying to find all the animals on the exactly. planet. Exactly. Like, even if there's might only be eight or nine different species on the planet, you that to find the last one or two is when it comes down to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, seven hours later and I'm still on the same planet. I'm just going cross-eyed. I can't, you know, like, you need to move on. And that is the mm-hmm. key with a lot of reviewers and a lot of players that are easy to quick to come to an opinion on the game. They might get bored quickly and go, oh, this is no fun. You know, yeah. When you first start up the game, you have a choice to follow Atlas or just go wherever. Yeah. And it's advisable to follow Atlas, at least initially, in order to get yourself, you know, on the right track. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, like you said, those give you the objectives. And if you, unless you want to stay in a system, you need to go to the next one. You're not sticking around. You will not see everything. Nope. And that is the end of the line. You will not see everything. Yeah, it's not possible. And I think that's where a lot of the lower scores are coming from. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's mediocre. All you do is feed iron to animals or feed this to animals or feed that to animals. Yeah, or you yeah, go around yeah. and then you shoot sentinel bots. It's so boring. You need to move on. Mm-hmm. If you're not constantly jumping from system to system, then it, it will drag down. It will start to get a little bit tedious and a little bit okay, you know, just... You know, it's like driving a highway at the middle of the night. You know, all you see is the yellow line. You know, after a while, it just kind of gets boring. Same deal. It can be boring. But in order to speed up the game, in order to get more action going on, you need to move it along to the next, quote-unquote, story point with Atlas, if you're following Atlas. I don't see how the game wouldn't be other anything other than boring if you're not following Atlas. I know. My question is, is if you get to the center of the universe when you do, uh, can you then just venture back out into the universe and do whatever the, after the I fact? would assume as much. I would hope so. But yeah, with the... Uh, to be fair, though, feeding iron to animals is absolutely adorable. I love yeah, it. It is funny. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my god. They have made some of the cutest little creatures ever for this game. And yeah, there's a lot of different... Uh, the range of animals that you come across. There's, You know what? Uh, DSP in his latest stream came across some flying whales. Oh, I've seen screenshots of those. That's it's, awesome. It's, it looks hilarious. And there's a lot of different animals and just the range of what you can come across is so wild. I came across a low security planet that was a jungle planet that had uh, white and red palm trees. The same one that I found that statue of Emerald nice. on. That was it was just so awesome of a planet that not the temperature radiation everything was good it didn't have crazy storms which I came across a planet earlier that had a crazy uh, solar storm on it that uh, the temperature was uh, 290 degrees Celsius. <laughs> yep. It was a good thing I already had my uh, thermal protection thing on my suit because uh, and that thermal protection thing works great. Yep. <laughs> As does the uh, ice and uh, radiation and poison. And then there's also a mask thing you can put on to help you breathe underwater. The problem is is that the more simple the crafting recipe is, is for said thing, the sl- the faster it will deplete its energy before you have to re-feed uh, it. Like the a lot of the shields and breather masks are fed by oxide-type elements like iron and what have you. Yeah, yeah. And it, the simple ones that I, I got a bunch of recipes for to make with, it was like 50 iron and 100 carbon make one of these and the problem is that those deplete very quickly my thermal protection which i'm not getting rid of on my suit because it took it was like two space blankets uh it was a, a gravitron ball and something else something like ridiculously expensive high end to get was it the crystalline crystalline or crystalline, something like something crystalline like, whatever that thing is yeah. yeah it was like 200 units of that and it's like super complicated recipe to make 
and I did. That goes down really slow. Yeah, when, when I have that so it same recipe. Longer. I have that same recipe for my ice shield. Yeah, so. and it's it's definitely worthwhile to do a more complicated recipe because the effects of it will be greater. Yep. I like that a lot. There's a lot to do in the game. It can't, like Colin said on uh, the latest was it, PS I Love You, he said it can be overwhelming. In the little couple of hours he's already spent, two or three mm-hmm. hours at that point, he said it's a bit overwhelming with how much you could do. Yep. The problem is, is that when you try to do everything, it becomes boring quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're getting bored, I've I've had to learn. It's like, here's the thing: if I start to you know pause the game and, and lay down on my bed or look at my phone meander. or meander, or thing, it's time to it's move time on. It's time to move on. <laughs> Even if I'm in the middle of trying to do something, because it's really in t- tempting to look at that. Oh, upload these nine creatures and get two hundred fifty thousand credits. I know it's just like mm. yeah, very tempting to do that. Uh, it's almost as uh, it's more beneficial to find a moon or a low security planet, or uh, or even a, a no security as soon as I come across that, mm, or a sentinel sentinel population of none. That'll be wonderful. <laughs> Also, just a uh, quick tip: if you're going to be doing, you know, what we're talking about with gathering minerals rather than scanning Oh, right, that's it's very in- for, important. Sell uh, everything quickly before you, uh, before leave, you the planets, leave the planet. Prefer- preferably, preferably, there are space pirates, and they are not fun to deal with. <laughs> kind of annoying. Um, Dog fighting in this game is terrible. I, you know, I only done it once, and I was successful, and it hasn't happened again. I've done it several times, and I have never once been successful. <laughs> so, I think the, the indicator. Like, here's the thing that really, like, it's very video game logic-y esque. Oh yeah, this pisses me off. Which so is ridiculous. Much. It's only in a video game would this work. In real life, or in like Star Trek or Star Wars, you know, you get into a battle and you don't want to deal with the battle. What do you do? You engage your pulse drive. And you're like, you know, you're several thousand miles away in a couple of seconds. Yep. You know, and they could chase you maybe. I guess that would be a possibility. These pirates don't seem to go down to the planet surfaces themselves, though. I've never seen one down there, no. Yeah, so maybe later on that might happen. Maybe. That would get very annoying. Oh, God, yes. Trying to do a dogfight on a planet surface would really get annoying. But either way, uh, the problem being is that that's what would happen in real life. In real life... There's no way that they would be able to physically stop your ship. That's not <laughs> possible. Yeah. So in the game, all of a sudden, it'll, it'll, what happens is a skull and crossbones icon pops up in your center of your screen. It says, oh, enemy ship is now scanning your ship. Oh, or enemy ship. like hostile ships incoming. Hostile you know. ships incoming. Hostile ships scanning your ship. Hostile ship has identified valuable cargo on board. And then all of a sudden, it'll force you out of your Pulsar's boost drive and force you down to, quote unquote, normal speed. Yep. And then you have to fight them. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. Uh-huh. Hot and thick. I was able to quickly identify it was only one ship. I was able to quickly identify where you The targeting reticle on your computer actually allows you to, uh, it tells you to lead the shot. And I thought that was going to have to be the case. But no, it, the targeting reticle, if you put yourself in that thin, ha- kind of hard to see targeting reticle in front of their ship, They'll be you'll be you'll be able to hit them and it'll be a very consistent shot pattern. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Dark God here do it, so the couple times that she's come in and said I just died. <laughs> uh, it's been a little bit confusing. I tend to try to avoid it because it's a annoying and a bit it's strange. A pain in the ass. And again, it's just it's strange. Like if possible, try to get to a planet or a space station because they will not follow you in there and they will typically leave pretty quickly once you flee. 
Typically, sometimes. Typically, sometimes. I was on a planet where I was I was the second dogfight I've ever been in, technically, if you want to call it that. I was close enough to a planet that I was able to just normal speed myself into the planet and get away from them. But then a couple of times that I was uh, trying to get from to the other side of the planet, I tried to go up into the atmosphere to gain some speed. No, the dude was still there. Yep. <laughs> so it all depends on, you know, how determined they are, which I don't understand how... It would be worthwhile for the guy to chase after me when I've got, I don't know, are they that desperate for money that they can't? Apparently. Apparently the, you know, 500 units of plutonium that I have on it that are worth like 20,000 and then, you know, there's 5,000 of this and 7,000 of that. It's like, it adds up to maybe I'm carrying 60, 70,000 units worth of stuff. And like, is that really worth to try to, you know, be that bothersome? Like, I would understand if like, oh, hey, this guy's carrying $300,000 worth of stuff. Okay. You know what? And it's interesting as well because even that in the context of how this goes down does not make sense because after you die, you do not lose any money. You do not lose your ship as far as I've seen. I've heard something about you lose your ship if you die in space, but uh, so far I Dark God hasn't, yet, which is so. good because that but, would be annoying after spending, you spent 980,000 units yeah, on your ship. On my I one. spent 755,000 units on my ship. Yeah. And the difference between ours is uh, mine has an F-16 canopy, which is easier to see out of mm. than hers little square window. I'm okay and, with it. And uh, until you get into a dogfight. But no, once you and die out in space. And the other thing is, is that hers, her ship has uh, one more storage slot than mine. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, yeah, once you die out in space, to counter the argument that you just made, once you die in space, you respawn at a space station, typically. You go out, it'll tell you where you died. If you go to that spot, you will get all of your cargo back. Which doesn't, again, it makes no sense. <laughs> Figure that one out. So what is their motivation? And again, even furthermore to that, like you said... Like, you, if it was gone for good, that would be one thing. It's that would not. be very annoying. That would be very annoying. No, you go back to the spot where you died, you will get everything back. So what is their motivation? I don't know if ultimately? there's a time limit on that or not. No, there's not griefing <laughs> it's 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 the space age trolls i know that's about it so it's like they don't take your money they don't take your stuff literally all they do is kill you and leave so again it doesn't make any logical sense it does sense. not make any logical sense and even furthermore if money was their thing like you said like you've come across a lot of planets and moons that have gold on them like yeah 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 i've only come across one that was really good with gold and i took advantage of it because it was also <laughs> low security uh and uh, it, it's like, why don't you just show these people down to these plants and be like, hey, just mine this for a while. I know. And, it's like, know, I'm not going to come back here. I'm about to, you know, head off this way. I got to go to the Best next system. Best of luck to you. Have at Peace. it. Mm. <laughs> Peace out. Have at it. I'll see you in the next galaxy. Have fun, you know. <laughs> but nope. Yeah, and it's just, it's just weird. And it's just so annoying when it takes you out of boost speed. Physically oh, that pissed me off know. the first time. I'm boosting Because I saw it, so, you know, it was the scan thing popped off mine. It was like, oh, great, I'm already, you know, I'll make it to the space station before anything happens. Then it was like, Phew. and I'm like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? And it will physically not allow you to re-engage your pulse drive while you are in combat. That's just annoying. It's that weird. That is very annoying. It doesn't make any sense. So my new ship, even though it has more slots on it, it went from 16 to 20 slots on my new ship. My new ship, I don't really technically have any quote-unquote new slots because I wanted to keep the upgraded cannons and shield on that yeah, shit, yeah, said yeah. ship. Uh, so in order to, you know, be better at that if and when it happens so that I don't, because my mm -hmm. shield, I, I didn't realize this until after I did oh, that your one shield dogfight. is, you know... Paper, paper thin <laughs> yeah it, it was almost done and i was like "Ooh, hey <laughs> i took him out just in time yeah your shield will dissipate in no time which i mean you know dogfighting could be 
an exciting endeavor, but it could be. But the way it is right now, it's more just annoying. You know, if if it was one of those deals where you know you you were on a mission to you know engage to these fight, pirates, these, then okay. that would be one thing. That would be awesome. But nope, they just randomly appear. There's literally nothing you can do to stop it from happening. And it will force you to fight them, whether you want to or not. Which is, again, it's just annoying, ultimately. But yeah, it's, the game is interesting. Right now, we're still trying to get to an Atlas station so that we can talk to him again, which yep. apparently he gives us a lot of good stuff at that point in time. Yep. The, uh, Atlas is this red blob thing, which is not explained. I'm wondering it's just if, a thing. I'm wondering what's at the center of the universe. Is it is it the core machine to the Sentinels race? Maybe. I don't know. That was my thought earlier. I wasn't sure. That's of that, actually though. a good idea. That could be it. Hopefully, it has an on-off switch. Hopefully, good lord. God. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So far, like a lot of people are mixed on it heavily, but I think a lot of people need to come to the realization that you need to. It's not a planet by planet deal. Even though I was like early on, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll at least jump down to each planet and see what's going on. Eventually, no. even that's like, uh, <laughs> nope. Because then I got to start thinking. It's like, well, I only have about 400 plutonium on me, and you know, each time I take off from a vertical takeoff, it takes about 25% of the energy off of it. And then it takes, you know, a couple, you know, it takes a good 70, 80 plutonium to refill that you know, that gauge from even from half full. Like it, 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 your ship thrustles that eat plutonium eats plutonium. It takes a lot to recharge it. Oh, yeah. Whereas if you're using plutonium to recharge your like your life support systems on your suit, that takes a very little amount. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's like the ship is very uh, inefficient. On plutonium. Hopefully, sometime in the future, I we can find technology, which I've yet to see that uh, technology to improve the uh, like the pulse drive thrusters I was telling you about with the ship that my old one had. It also improves thanium nine consumption. Hopefully, there's something that will improve your ship's plutonium consumption. Hopefully, because that you be chew very, through that stuff. That would be Thankfully, very useful. That is found, I think, on every planet. It's so the far, one thing some, that is always there. Is some plutonium. are more scarce than others, but there's always some plutonium. Yeah. Like I said earlier, when you're on your way, like, okay, there's a question mark two minutes away. I just want to see what it is. Go to it. If you see a couple of spires of plutonium crystals there, just shoot them and on your, keep moving on your way. Yeah. Like if you keep doing that all the time, you keep your supplies up, then you'll be fine with that. Uh, another interesting thing is how to upgrade your inventory slots. A lot of people don't even know this, but if you see something on your map that says drop pod. Oh, yeah. Memorize what that looks like. As soon as you know what it looks like and you can memorize it, you can spot it from the air as you're flying over a planet and you drop there. Uh, and it costs money to upgrade your, I think the first one's free and then every one after that is cost money. Yep. So the first one you get is zero, you know, uh, credits. Units. units or credits? Units. Units. I don't even know. Yeah, the money is called units, I believe. I just call it dollars. Because I know. So do I. <laughs> I know, but the first one is free. The next one is $10,000. And then the next suit upgrade for another, in- just one inventory slot is then $20,000. And then the next one after that is $30,000. Are you seeing a pattern here? And the next one after that is forty. <laughs> My most recent one was eighty. Yep. It gets expensive really quick. <laughs> God. And that's another thing. Spaceships of any real worth are oh, also God, very they, expensive. There was one that I really, really I saw wanted. one earlier that was like, that was like it was like It was white and like this lime green color. It looked really nice. And it had something like 31 slots on it. I was like, oh, my God. And then I looked at the price. It was like $5 million. It's actually a good deal I'm because like, 31 oh. spots for $5 million is actually... Uh, it's like, I would love to, but I don't have that on me right this yeah. second. <laughs> Nor will I ever. Nor will I ever. <laughs> the uh, the one I spotted when I was... I finally... I had about 800000 
eighty dollars, eight hundred eighty thousand, something like that. I mean, I'm like, okay, I've got to get another ship. My storage is a critical thing. I've got sixteen slots, and a couple ships would come in that had seventeen, eighteen, nineteen slots for like four or five hundred thousand, and I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, a good way to try to you know see the market is to hang out in space stations. Space stations, believe it or not, you when you go to the space station, if you st- when other ships start landing, you can come up to the cockpit and hit square and interact with the said pilot. Yeah, and then they will offer you, you know, a deal to buy their ship. Yeah, and, and, and you then can, you can check you can out how much storage. Or you can also has. trade different items with them yep. as well. Yeah, you can trade to them. You can, you know, buy. You can sell, and then you can offer to buy their ship. And then when you do that, then they'll show you, you know, what, what it has, their ship on, has it, on it, what it has on how it, how many slots it has, and, and what, what the price, price is, which is critical. And some of the prices are steep, steep, <laughs> very steep. I found steep. one earlier that had twenty-four slots that was. Two million and change, like two million, yeah, ten thousand, yeah. something like that. I was like, I was if like, this is oh. the case, I, I damn well hope that you can't lose your ship because in that case, that would be really annoying. That would be brutally, uh, not fun. Especially that would when really they force you the to engage in combat. Exactly. And I think that's the key. If you don't lose your ship, but they force you to engage in combat, okay, that's engaging forced engage in combat is still annoying, but to if your ship responds like normal, great. If I spend, like, I found one earlier that was, uh, it had 34 slots on it for $10.5 million. Wow. And I'm like, this thing looks awesome. It's a big, it looks like a bus because it's the size of a bus, <laughs> so it makes sense that it would have a lot of storage space yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I spend $10 million on a ship and then immediately goes out and gets shot down and I lose it outright like that would ruin the game that would absolutely ruin the game so hopefully that's not a thing hopefully some people were just talking out of their ass when oh you lose your ship yeah if, i haven't if what seen they meant it so by, far if what they um, meant by you lose your ship is when you buy a new ship you lose the old one yeah that's what happens that's what they mean okay then that's the thing that does happen but when you get shot down as far as i've seen you do not lose your ship so which is good this is very good. But yeah, eventually one came in that had 20 slots on it that was 755. I'm like, I got to pull the trigger on it because even furthermore, it had an F-16 style canopy that is easier to see out of. And it's worked. Like a lot of things I would like to do is like I would like to uh, cra- I would like to get a recipe to be able to craft a better scanner on my ship. Yep. I've yet to find a single one. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to upgrade my scanner so that I can actually see. Uh, so far, my only scanner upgrades on my gun are the range. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Same There's a lot mind. of crafting things. A lot of things. Again, it, it's just so much to do. It's easy to get overwhelmed with. But if you try to do it, it, it gets boring quick. Exactly. I don't even know how we're going to review this game ultimately. Because I have just, no idea because it goes on forever. The guy that said he beat it in 30 hours. This is pre-Patch's no Whale, but he's full of no shit. No way. Absolutely no chance. He was just talking big for the sake of it. He probably wasn't even out of his first solar system. Nah, by 30 hours, he was probably about five or six in. He That's said he sped run it. As I say, even with that, though, you have to find all the stuff to, uh, you know, make all the things. The warp to, cells. The warp cells. Order, and the warp cells aren't exact. It's like a five-step process. requires a lot of elements. Remember what I said earlier. You need a lot of zinc and heridium and uh, carbon and iron, I think, are the four main things you're going to want to have a lot of to craft warp cells at any point in time. At any point in time, I think right now I could probably craft myself eight or nine warp cells right now if I wanted to. Mm. So that's the kind of supply level I have right now. And another key thing that should actually be very important to say is that if you're planning on buying a new ship, I do this anyway, but 
uh, if you put a uh, a warp cell, charge your hyperdrive with a warp cell, it's with that ship. Yep. And if you sell that ship and buy another one, you lost your warp cell and you need to craft another one. So what yep. I'll do is I didn't, I, I don't I don't craft them until I want them to leave. And I craft them and then I put it in the, the, the hyperdrive and then I warp, thus depleting it. That's the way I've always, I've done it and I probably will continue to do it just in case. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. I come across the ship, I'm back up to 300,000 units now, or credits or dollars, whatever you want to call them. But uh, so the thing is with me is, is that, yeah, okay, I'll always be... Uh, you know, keeping my warp cells not crafted, I'll uh, I'll craft them when I want to warp, and yep. that's that is when I'll then shove them in and take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot to see. There's a lot oh, to yeah. find, and you will not find it all. But it's, at the very it's least, you don't need to like eat or sleep or anything. That is very important. That is very important. You don't need to do any of that. Where would you be eating and sleeping out in space anyway? Probably space stations. And uh, what about? Uh, yeah, eating, sleeping. How, what happens if you have to take a leak mid-flight? Well, how does that work? I'm assuming it's how it works in real life is that there's a bathroom built into your suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting thing. It's like, oh, your uh, your toilet filter has been depleted. You have to recharge. Yes. It. <laughs> you need to go down and find some more carbon and iron to craft this a new, to new toilet filter. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Fortunately, it's not that granular because that would get way too. It, it's pretty granular as it is and overwhelming. So I think they balanced it nicely with what, with between fueling your ship and crafting new items and technologies to go into your ship and suit and gun and multi-tool deal. That is well more than enough to keep you uh, mining and doing. But you know, I'm liking it so far. the The pace of the game picks up when you play it. I don't want to say properly because, you know, it almost sounds like, you know, oh, you got to play Dark Souls the correct way. The internet's know, correct way of playing Dark Souls. God, I don't want to say when you play the off. game the right way, but this game, you have to change your mentality of thinking when playing it because otherwise it's going to be overwhelming and ultimately boring at that point, which is why a lot of reviews, I'm going to be very interested to see a lot of reviews. A lot of reviews, Jim Sterling said it was mediocre. A lot of other people said of, said that it's, it's eh. And then certain other people are just like, you know, that, that sense of what's over the next corner, around the next corner. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the whole yeah. gamer thing of, I want to see what's in the next door. Hey, wait, is that the sun again? Oh, I've been up all night. <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals where it's like your, your curiosity to see what's around the next corner. When you get a question mark, got to know what it is but you're not going to be able to see them all unfortunately no, no chance and then the game speeds up when you when you move it along at a heftier pace mm-hmm. you know it's, it's only then that it really stings starts to pick up with me right now i just need to get to the atlas station yeah that's where i'm going as well you know because other thing we've also uh you know we're still kind of i think we're mixed on it i'm on the positive side but i'm still mixed on the feeling of the game I think the biggest negatives that we can say about it right now are the Sentinels are annoying. Sentinels are very annoying. Uh, being able to be forced out of your pulse drive to force engage in battles me is off. ridiculous. And then the game crashes. I was just going to say, is like you want to talk lot. about bugs? Because I've been having a lot of glitches in mine. When I first you not so in... much, but mine has been extremely glitchy for some reason. Uh, when I first loaded into my planet, you wanted to come in and see what it was. So I went in, went in, went in, went in, went in. I was about to initialize, and then just, oh, crashed. Yep. Right out. And then that was the first thing, before I even got to think, I'm like, really? <laughs> yep. And then uh, last night when I was trying to warp jump to a new, you know, system, it 
crashed on me three times in a row. Then I got fed up with it. During the warp sequence. Yeah, during the warp sequence. I got fed up with it. I put it down. I went back to it this morning, started up, did it again, and it crashed again. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So instead of immediately trying to do that, I went down to a planet and stayed there, you know, did some stuff there for a little while, and then went back up, and I was like, okay, I'll try it now. And it it froze for a minute, but then it went through, so I was like, okay. Don't be doing that on me. Yeah, hopefully you haven't warped since then, so hopefully that's not a, like a con- reoccurring problem for you. Because I that's... hope not, because that would break the game for me. That would get very annoying very quick. Yep. And uh, you know, for, for me though, the only other time it really locked up was I was what a, a policy that I've now started to do is the game auto saves when you jump out of your ship, not in when you jump out, out of your of it. ship. Yep. Uh, the thing with me is that what I do is when I get back to my ship, unless you've got to, you know, pull a quick exit on a, you know, hot LZ and get out of there triple time, you know, what I'll do is I'll jump in my ship and then I'll jump back out, force a save, and then jump back in my ship again and then take off and go to where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the times that it happened was I went for about, I mined a bunch of emerald and uh, it was that plant, it was that jungle plant where I uh, tweeted out that picture of the emerald statue. Uh, I, ju- I did it for like an hour. I got a bunch of stuff. I'm full. Okay, time to go back to the training post. Jump in the ship. Flew up about maybe 100 feet off the ground, and then it just uh, the whole thing locks up. Yeah. S- freezes up the whole system, and eventually just no no PS button, no nothing, no pause, no nothing, and it was just dead. It's and then it eventually because, kicked me uh, to the menu. It was like, oh, we detect a problem. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that as well, the other day I was watching uh, 8-Bit Ryan is playing this game as well, and that happened to him too at one point where his entire console just froze up. Then he was just like, right, uh, I'll be right back. And then it was like, yeah, okay, so I had to force restart my PS4, and yeah. now we seem to be back up and running again. It's hit or miss as to what... Uh, People are running into what issues? Dark God here is cursed with a lot of crashes. I my game has been very glitchy for some reason. It's yeah. very annoying. It's uh, it's hit or miss. That I think is the big glaring negative that needs to be fixed. Above like Sentinels are annoying. Great as long as you know how to deal with them and you as keep like, moving. Sentinels are the, annoying. Pirates are annoying. But fix the crashes. And the crashes glitches. are not good because those will break the experience. Yeah. It's an interesting amount of another thing for the graphics crowd who care about graphics <laughs> more than gameplay. Uh, it's not so much pop in as it's grain in. Grain in. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's things just, just kind of phase into existence. It, it, gra- grainily kind of, and it's like as you move closer to it, it's like it looks great when you're within that range, within that yeah, draw yeah, distance yeah. range. But outside of that, as you're flying, you you'll see the stuff start to phase in. And yeah, like I know. Just create itself. It's like whoa, whoa, really? <laughs> yep. Interesting, but you know, uh, we like the game. There's a the, the, the crashes need to be fixed. The crashes definitely need to be. Addressed. And there's a bit of annoyances that need to be balanced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, interested to see how it pans out. I think we need to get to the Atlas station to see what happens next. Yeah. Apparently, there are black holes in the game that you can go into. Apparently, that's what I've been told. I, a lot of people have found those. There's also a bunch of other secrets that have yet to be found. A lot of people are trying to. You're not going to find every secret. Nope. You're going to bore yourself to tears trying to. It's just, <laughs> If it happens by chance and you're on a planet and you you find all the animals and you can upload and get the X amount of credits for each different for each planet because of the amount of things are on it. But if you find it all, great. It's easy money. Yep. If you're on a planet long enough to find everything, which is hit or miss. It could be some subterranean creature, it could be some water creature. It, it could, could be flying. It could be a bird above, which I think that might have been the planet that was on for seven hours. I think it might have been birds above yep. my head the whole time when I was like, Because oh, those are so hard to scan because there's, you know, 
it's so hard to get close enough to them. Because like if you try to go up, you can with zoom your in, ship. but at the same time, you need to keep them in frame long enough to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Birds are tough. Uh, I've gotten some fish before, you know, by chance. But uh, yeah, birds and fish, I think, are the two that are the hardest to find. Yeah, I know. A lot of people can be very uh, annoyed by the lack of a map. I've yet to really, you know. Well, at the same time, you're not on any given place long enough to really need one. Even like a local radar type of map would be interesting to have. If you could craft it, have it be a craftable thing. Yeah. Uh, you do get a map on your ship itself on the main display of your it's ship. It's weird though. <laughs> but it's hard to read. I've yet it to is. figure it out. But it, it like it's more of like a galactic 3D space because it'll show up, planets will show up on it and you can kind of gauge where the planets are. And as soon as you see them, then it's just a point and shoot to get to the pulse drive over to that said planet if you want to get there. Yeah. But yeah, you know, there are some negatives, there's some positives. Overall, I think it's an interesting game nonetheless. It's it is. got it's everyone's very attention. I don't think it, like at the very least I would suggest to rent and try this game at the very least because it's fascinating uh on a technical standpoint, albeit there are bugs and glitches. Technically speaking, what they did with a game that's only 6 gigs. I know it's it's, it's impressive. It's really fascinating how on a technical standpoint of what this game is. This will lead to another game that's even better. Like people can build off of this idea now. Exactly. And it's like uh, ever since I played Faster Than Light, FTL is the name of the game. It's an indie game called mm -hmm. FTL. Uh, ever since I played that game, I've always wanted some sort of space exploration type of game that like I would really like in the same vein of FTL. That you can, uh, you know, upgrade your ship to or change your ship out and do different things and what have you. Like, but no, every game that's been space is always, oh, it's got to be Star Wars or Star Trek. I know. I was going to say, for me, it's ever since I saw Firefly, I've yeah. wanted that. And that's, that's what I've been, you know, in my mind saying is, you know, what the game is, is the best way I can describe it is Minecraft meets Firefly. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting. I just I think that's the most refreshing thing about this game is not only is the color palette very bright and interesting. Oh, it is so pretty planets, to look at. Certain planets obviously are, are going to be dull and yeah, lifeless. Like if you're going to come across the planet that's close to the sun and it's being scorched yeah. at 180 degrees Celsius, and obviously it's not going to be very lush with plant and animal life. and It's going to look scorched obviously. Yeah. If it's at the far end of the universe, of course, it's just going to be desolate. But if it's in that right zone and you get a, a jungle plant that's got a lot of foliage and grass and whatever, it looks great. Yeah, there was one plant that I came across that was that. It was very jungly, you know, very, like, tall grass and you know, lots and lots of animals. And it also had the uh, torrential rainstorms, which that doesn't sound like it would be awesome, but it was actually so pretty to look at. It just made everything look so much more vivid for some reason. Yeah. So that was really nice. It was an interesting. So it's just like uh, the game is an interesting game nonetheless. It's it got is. my attention. I'd like to know more about it. I want to do more. I, there's a lot of things I'd like to craft, but I need a lot of elements right now. I need to find like I need to find 400 nickel and 800 aluminum. I think is my. <laughs> and then I need to buy two of the dynamic resonators, which those are expensive. Getting a craft crafting recipe for those would actually facilitate a lot. Yeah, I have a little bit of aluminum. I have not seen nickel in any way, shape, or form, wild or store-bought. I've seen one deposit of it, and that was several galaxies of it, and I got it because I needed to do one thing that required like 100 nickel. Yeah. And I think I sold the rest, the 20, 30 rest of the nickel that I got. But uh, that's the only time I've seen nickel. Like, only recently have I just found some copper. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, nickel is pretty rare. Uh, aluminum is... 
uncommon is what I'd call that one. Mm-hmm. But, Same thing with platinum is yeah. uncommon. But yeah, I don't know how much more we can really say about it. Oh, we could probably keep rambling on. I know we're rambling on. I think ultimately, if you take nothing else away, space potatoes. Space potatoes. Yes, they're yeah, terrifying. For our first look, I think we should cut it here and then reconfigure with this uh, next week when we come back to it. Yeah. Or next show. Or, I know, you know I, whenever. I have the next two solid days because I don't technically. Uh, I'll have to go to bed sometime around. 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Yep. And that's when my really first hard push of this game comes to an end. From there, I got to balance it out. What I've started doing is I've brought my monitor over to my tray table uh, oh, in my yeah, room. Yeah. And I, just like as if I'm going to record, but the monitor is further forward because I don't have to deal with this microphone on my table at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I just play YouTube. I know. Right there, I do I'll, exactly the same thing with my laptop. I'll bring it over to you know, the other side of the it, room where the It's PS4 not a game where is. you're going to be able to jump in real quick, play 20 minutes, and then jump out. It's no, not going to happen. You no, need to no, dedicate no, no, yourself no, no. several hours in oh, order to get yes. any kind of real progress going. Uh, it's a long-term game that's going to take a long time to be able to, you know, figure your way through. I think as soon as we start upgrading our warp drives, being able to warp fra- further, and then also being able to find black holes to be able to jump in those, apparently those warp you like ridiculous distances from what I've been told. Uh, interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing more. Like well, the planet I just got off of, uh, I jump out of my ship in time to get headbutted by what can only be described as a velociraptor combined with a ram. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And it was angry. I, 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 I oh, yeah, adjusted I kinda, its attitude slightly. That's the other thing as well that we forgot to mention. Sometimes you encounter hostile animals. Yeah, animals can be hostile. Yeah, there was one time that I was on a planet. I had to deal with these little ankle biter things that kind of looked like they were very reminiscent of, uh, I think it was from Jurassic Park 2, the very opening sequence with the little girl on the beach who was feeding the ham to the little tiny little midget velociraptor things. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was very reminiscent of those. They were just like ankle biters. It can be annoying. More often than not, I find these little crab things that want to jigger up to you and like start <laughs> pecking away at you and it's just annoying <laughs> yeah but of course if you kill an animal oh no oh, yeah that's another thing that'll grab sentinel's attention too even if you're defending yourself which is that's yep. when it gets to be ridiculous exactly you know again they need to tune down the sentinels a wee bit just a bit and i believe that's all we should say probably that's it for our first look. I think it's a good place to yeah. cut it. We talked for a while though. We went from uh, we went over an hour straight <laughs> yeah. talking just No Man's Sky <laughs> and just initial fe- thoughts and feelings and impressions that weren't coherent and weren't in any real order. No, nope. just the top whatever of our head. came to mind first. Yeah, it, it's an interesting game. It shouldn't be skipped. I would say at the very least. No, not to say that it's going to it, be for everyone, but it's refreshing to get a space exploration game that isn't Star Wars. I think is the biggest thing I'm so excited about. Like yeah. you said, Firefly. Why it hasn't is, there been some very sort of Firefly reminiscent game? To Firefly and I love it. It's yeah. Why isn't there more of that? It's always like any space game. Oh, it's got to be Star Wars or Star Trek. You no. know, like, really? Because Firefly was very much the same. Where it was like you know space cowboys hopping from planet to planet, finding things and selling things. Yeah, that and was it, that was those. Yeah, that was that. What that entire show was about. It was if fascinating. I can speak. I've yeah. been talking for way too long. I have too. Yeah, it's. <laughs> We're getting, uh, it's very sweltering in this room. It's pretty, uh, humid, I think is a bigger thing. It is. But, uh, like, the entire show was built off of that, and that is what this game is, and I love it because it reminds me so much of and that. It's like, I think, here's the thing. Uh, the game's not perfect. It's not going to be for everyone. But unlike Slightly Mad Studios and Project Cars, Hello Games has earned my trust. Exactly. Whatever, whatever, years from now, whatever the next thing they do is, 
I'll be more likely to just buy it outright mm-hmm. than to wait and see. Yeah, because they took a big idea they and t- they pulled it off to the Apparently, best of their Apparently, you look ability. at the credit sequence of this game and it's literally one page. Yeah. How often, <laughs> like, usually, like, you know, any big game, any RPG, I know, like I know. Fallout 4 or what have you. It goes on forever. Or Metal Gear Solid, you'll, you'll be sitting in the credit sequence for an hour. Yep. This credit sequence for No Man's Sky is literally one page. Yeah. Apparently, the No Man, uh, the Hello Games team is 15, 16 people. Yeah. That's and, the extent uh, of the credits list. It's like, that is astonishing. Yeah, and that's why I have so much respect for them, because they are a small team. They had a big idea, and they went for it to the best of their ability and made something And, and I'd imagine and awesome. as soon as Sony came in, I imagine the scope of the game got bigger. Oh, probably. And that, you know, if there's an argument to made whether or not it's, it's better or worse for it. I like what's un- launched. They're, they can build off of this. Exactly. They can do something more. This they can is a refine, step in the right direction. They can refine what they've got and do something more. And it's like, even though it's not perfect and even though it gives problems and there are frustrations, I like what I see. Exactly. It, it was a good yeah. idea. It's, for the most part, uh, well executed and just... Yeah. yeah. And you know, you really have to tip your hat to Sean Murray. Everyone's like, okay, the whole crew at No Man's Sky deserves a vacation. And apparently a lot of them have gone on vacation. Sean Murray actually has not yet gone on vacation. He is sticking around to see if there's any critical things that need to be fixed or tweaked or bugged. Like the GameStop pre order ship deal without oh, yeah. getting your hyperdrive I'm sure that'll crafting be recipe. Very soon. That, I would imagine that's probably the first patch on the docket because that's eh, critical. Yeah. <laughs> so for, if you have the GameStop ship that, uh, you know, that already has the hyperdrive unit, if you want to buy a new ship, make sure it has a hyperdrive unit already on it. Yep. Because if it doesn't, no matter how awesome you think it is, it will screw you. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you f- read news further on that, okay, that's been fixed. Like, again, so you know, really, hats off to the whole team there. They've really, they got a big thing on their hands here. They've this done is, something special with I this. Know. And not to say that this game is perfect, but it, it's, oh, it's, it's definitely it's not. But it's a just, step in the in a new direction. It is, and it's 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 a new way for gamers to think about how to play a game because mm-hmm. you're not going to see everything and it's going to drive you crazy. Yep. And space potatoes are terrifying. <laughs> they are. First time you see a whole bunch of those, it's like uh... when you're when you're boosting through space potato when you're pulse driving through them. Uh, they you phase through them, I guess. I don't know yeah, how it something works. like that. But when you're just boosting and you're going at you know fifteen, eighteen hundred units of measure through space to dodge these things, your ship is not as maneuverable at that point in time. And just, just oh wow, it's terrifying. It is a skill to acquire to be able to fly <laughs> through those things safely. Yeah, it's uh, it's legit. That's a game unto itself. Yep. But enough of that. I do believe if we don't cut it off, we'll just keep on rambling. Probably. Our best skill. Yep. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. It is now time for the final thoughts. Yay. Uh, Since the last show, I haven't watched any anime at all. No, me neither. Yeah, it's just... I, I made the decision that if I was to do Uncharted 4, then I would have to crush it into like two days worth mm. and then do a review during this show when I knew we were also going to be talking about No Man's Sky. So it was like, I want to be fair to that game because I'm interested to see how Nathan Drake's story wraps up. Yeah. So I want to be fair to that game. I'm going to go back to it later this month. And at that point in time, you know, everyone's opinion of the game has probably already been made already right now. Probably. But I'm interested in it myself, as is Quantum Break. I'll be getting to that between now and Forza Horizon 3 uh, in the end of September. Is September? Yeah, September. Yeah. Uh, 
that's when those two games are going to get uh, slotted in. Probably when No Man's Sky starts to get a little bit boring and I, I, I just need to put it down for a little bit. Yeah, I definitely want to watch uh, Quantum Break whenever you do fire it up. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to see how those turn out. Uh, I need to get back to anime because the backlog of Doom is real. <laughs> I know. You know, like, oh, there's so many good... The spring season and this summer season have been so good, it's not even funny. <laughs> there's so much stuff that I want to get to. Uh, new game... Uh, it, it's uh, she the girl Aoba A O B A is her name. I don't know how you pronounce that. I have no idea. I would, Oba Abba. I don't know. But uh, how she just graduates high school and she wants to. Uh, she's joining a developer. She I guess her study was or how she just graduated college or something. I don't know if it's high school or college, but she joins a, a development studio making video games. Nice. It just looks so interesting. <laughs> I want to watch that one so bad. And of course, it's one of those animes where. She looks 12. Oh, yeah. But she's old enough. No, seriously. <laughs> but she looks 12. But it's okay. She's old enough. She also reminds me a lot of uh, Kagami from Lucky Star. That is a good comparison. Uh, that game, that, The new game looks interesting. I want to watch that. Uh, the other one that I really want to watch is, uh, I'm totally blanking on, is uh, the one I talked about the last show that was... Uh, I have no idea. What I want to watch is Assassination Classroom. Yeah, we can get to that one. The broadcast of that is finally done. Finally. After, after uh, so many delays, and it's been, it's been forever since we watched that. I know. That was a good series. I that was interesting. Really it was different. I like that one. We need to get back to that one. We need to get back to Fairy Tale. Yes, we it do was, need to get uh, back to Fairy Tale. And we need to get to Sidonia. Yes. <laughs> Link of Hyrule says Assassination Classroom is great. It is so cool. I love it. Karma. Karma. Karma is, is, is awesome. Nagisa. Nagisa, yep. The maybe guy looks like girl type of character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played ambiguous even though they confirmed that it, he, he is a guy. Yep. But can totally pull off the girl thing just by putting a dress on. <laughs> and it pisses him off when people call him a girl. <laughs> just funny. And then Karma. Oh, Karma. he's hilarious. Nagisa and Karma have legit skills. Oh, God, they're so good. So good, and I can't seem to. Uh... It better be Vale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vale made a good point. Is uh, the anime is called New Game, which is based off a manga or light novel, or I don't know which one it is, but one of those. Yeah. Uh, he says the sequel should be called New Game Plus. It has to be. If it's not, That's, I'll be very upset. That is upset. a shoe in. That is an easy one to make. <laughs> that is. New Game Plus. <laughs> yes, that is a winning statement. I'm not. I'm blanking on the uh, the name of it. It's uh, oh, real life. That's the name of it. Real All life. Right. I think it's real life. Yeah, it's it's the I one. I have no idea. I, on my Twitter feed, I more often than not, I keep seeing pictures of there's like two maids within the show. The one with blue hair, and one with red hair, pinkish red hair. Uh, they're called uh, Ram and Rom. I think are their names. And everyone loves the one with the blue hair, and she always gets a million screenshots. And then the other one from that show that you get tweeted out from is, uh, her name is Emilia or Emilia or something like that is her name. And the whole concept of the show sounds really interesting. And it's fascinating about how much people are talking about it. That's the one that I'm really looking into. I want to get to that one, but it's still airing for some reason. It's taking forever to get through that one as well. That seems to be a thing. I don't know, but yeah, there's a lot of good shows on. There's a handful of other ones that I'm interested in seeing, but who knows when I have the time to see them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on. I don't know. And there's not much else other than the fact that we're going to be playing more No Man's Sky. Uh, speaking is important. 
Speaking is important. You know what else is important? Food. Food. Yes. Tacos. Tacos. Go it's going it. to be a Hammerford run, and uh, I'm going to be grabbing myself some ground beef. Uh, we need more cheese, though. We need more cheese. Uh, we might need more sauce. We'll no, we we're gonna need more sauce. There's no checking. We need more sauce. Uh, iced tea because yes. we have literally nothing else to drink. Yeah, right now. nothing else. Well, uh, you know, you can drink the vodka that's on the table if you want. That is about all that's left. It's about uh, all that's left. Vodka and lemonade. water. Lemonade. Pick up a couple of cans of lemonade. I don't maybe. know about lemonade, but iced tea definitely. We definitely need more options for what to drink. Yeah. Because <laughs> right now the options are water and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> vodka, yeah. The, which you know they they can go together. Uh, I guess maybe, <laughs> but uh, yeah, ultimately it gets a little stale after a while when you're going through your 15th cup of water, <laughs> which in this heat is necessary. Yep. I don't believe there's much else. Uh, do don't you have any so. final thoughts? Hopefully Kaz gets better. Hopefully, yeah. She's got a really bad cough right now. Mm. Yeah, she thinks that uh, she might need to go on a- uh, antibiotics for a little while because she thinks it's like chest infection. Yeah, that's so. no good. Hopefully she does get better. Hopefully. There's that, and I don't believe there's much else. After we eat, we're, while we're eating, we're probably going to watch some stuff. Yeah, and... I want to get back to uh, right now the Game Grumps are playing inside. Oh, that game is so good. Oh, uh, so Here's good. Here's the weird thing about that game is that we've seen it enough times, played from enough people that we could probably do a review of that game while actually probably, not have played yeah. it ourselves. Yeah, because we've seen... Uh, DSP. We've seen DSP play it. We've seen Markiplier play Markiplier, it. Captain Sparkles. Captain Sparkles, and now... Jericho. Jericho, we've seen Jericho. Oh, Jericho's playthrough was hilarious oh, of Jericho's it. Oh, Jericho's playthrough was great. It was, it was like a four and a half hour long video, yeah. and it's like three hours in, he ordered pizza. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and he stopped, and he just zoomed the camera right into his face and just... And he's eating pizza. He's like, I'm so sorry, guys, but I haven't eaten anything. And he's like, he literally stopped and goes, I've in the last 18 hours, I've had one bagel, <laughs> one, one bagel. bagel with cream cheese and, and not even regular cream cheese, low fat cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need this. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And, like, then, uh, and right now the grumps are playing. Grumps are playing it, it so. now. So yeah, it's just so it's actually good. It's funny because uh, Danny's actually the one who's playing it. Usually Aaron plays it and yeah. Danny comments. And I don't think this game is particularly hard. It's so well designed. And I mean, here's a good dichotomy discussion that could happen in the future is that no Man's Sky versus Inside. A lot of people are like, you know, the map is so huge, but as you said, it's not. Inter- if you try to play it like you play normal video games, it's very, you know, it's long between before before you meet different people and what have yep, you and, yep. and species and what have you. Whereas inside is a very well crafted and specifically created. Every instance is is crafted for every scenario you run into. Yep. It's like it's completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a lot of people would agree that the 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 dedicated you know experience is better than the open one where you might run across something funny that happens. Yeah. You know, it's just so there's something to be said about it, but at the same time, I don't think you can outright eliminate the no man's sky way of doing things because it's just oh no of course not but it's two opposite ends of the spectrum for two very interesting games Mm -hmm. that need to be experienced especially the end of inside oh god the end of inside (laughs) is great i cannot wait to see the grumps reaction to it i know it's just it it the the train jumps off the rails and instead of Sharknado, it's Train. Oh, we've also seen uh, Matt and Stephanie play it. That's right, the game theorists. Game theorists played it again. We've seen so we've many seen people play. So many people from play beginning it. to end. Grumps haven't completed it yet, but we've got more to do with that. Yep, they are uploading it every day. So every they probably day, have. Uh, yeah, they probably have completed it. By I would this imagine, point, but uh, yeah, they're uploading it either every day or every other day. One of I the think two. it's every other day. 
And uh, yeah, their reactions to things are great so far. It, it's a very headspace think game where... I'm actually impressed by them so far. They haven't really gotten stuck yet. So it's weird to see different people get stuck in different places. It is. And like, you know, usually they play it up with, you know, they're bad at video games. This one, they've just been breezing through they've all the puzzles. It, but yeah, that's so. the thing. And that's what we've been doing. Yep. And I don't believe there's much else, really. There's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Only so much time in the day. That's it. Unfortunately. But yeah, that I believe is all we have. And until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later and bye now. Tacos. Take my love. Take my land. Take me where I cannot stand I don't care, I'm still free You can't take the sky from me Take me out, choose the black Tell them I ain't coming back Burn the land and boil the sea You can't take the sky from me There's no place I can be since I found serenity, but you can't take the sky from me.